All right, hello, welcome to Adventures and Lollygagging. Back to playing Delta Green tonight, and Steven has been telling us all about Cameo and the ridiculous amounts of money he's spending on it to be petty, or that you're planning on. Isn't that right? Uh, I am always petty, so spending money on that it just mm -hmm. reinforces my <laughs> lifestyle. That's fair. That's fair. It's been a, it's been that kind of, <laughs> never mind. I'm not, there's certain things that we shouldn't, we shouldn't bring from Street. Oh, I'm just true. Never mind. Uh, we're back to Delta Green today. We are continuing our What Lies We Tell campaign. Uh, I was telling them I'm very, very excited because it's quite possible that tonight at long last, we're going to get to the start of this little mini campaign that kind of inspired this whole thing, this whole second campaign. Uh, does anyone notice like... Melissa, what the, what are you doing? Like, what's, what's up with your friend? Did you like lower your seat? Look how, look, look how tiny she looks. <laughs> yeah, what happened? I, what oh, happened to you? So Starting to look like I, long. I know, right? I was, <laughs> I had my legs up. Gets on Zoom. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I had my legs under me and then I took them out from under me and I okay. did that right before. So after everything was set in Zoom. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> okay. Um, my try start making a Delta Green character, uh, and you can hop in <laughs> like half an hour. <laughs> I'll just I'll run back. Whatever. <laughs> Don't know if I have a five person screen, but I'll figure it out. Uh, okay. Uh, let's do some intros, and we'll get started, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, that fun thing. Uh, Long, tell us about Agent Inferno. Agent Inferno. I've grown up in a pizza parlor. Came a DE agent, so I know how to handle my dough. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? What am I talking about? That's my childhood. <laughs> I just, God damn, dude. Oh, he know how to handle his dough. Uh, Melissa, go ahead and tell us about Agent Fuller. Uh, it's going to be a night. It's going to be mean, a night, everybody. I, I'm already broken. I'm already I, broken. It's not waterproof. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> I grew up in the pizza parlor. No, I handed him a note. <laughs> what is this? What is going on? All right, go ahead, Melissa. I, I don't uh, even know what to say after that. Um, Agent Fuller is a medical examiner. Um, she has an FBI cover that she is very willing to use and did use. She's a damaged veteran, and she did not grow up in a pizza parlor and does not how to know how to manage her dough. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was being, I can't believe They had like, a little day here in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> he never got to leave. It's a really tragic story. And it wasn't until much older in life they finally got to see, there's an outside the world. Oh, it's so beautiful. Oh, oh. But it's like the old pizza parlors that had like the little kid size like table games that you could like sit in and like. Did you just like, didn't you just, like, you, just you, you, did you ever go to those or did you just go to Pizza Hut? Those were in Pizza Hut. Whatever. Man. <laughs> what would Agent Inferno's family think if you referred to Pizza Hut as a pizza parlor? They would be shocked, horrified. This is true. They disown This her. is true. They disown her, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Next up. Steven, tell us about your character. That's probably dead. I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Vin Palmer. Uh, 
codename Agent Arnie Price. Uh, he is a ex-CIA, really the de facto leader of the group, you know, the, the one that really gets shit done. Uh, he also gets shot a lot. Uh, he wears a lot of white coats, and they often become red by the end of the case. Uh, and I'm currently, uh, I think there was a coup. Uh, because I'm the de facto leader, the group decided to leave me behind and save some random NPC that they didn't know before that session. Uh, so I, I think uh, I think Melissa's gunning for the new leader spot, I think is what's happening here. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a long history across many games of Melissa versus Steven and Steven versus Melissa. I think it's fair. I mean, right. And our characters. I mean, you say so. I think that's just, just, just the battleground where it manifests, but the true <laughs> root cause is Steven versus Melissa is what I think it is. I don't know. I don't know. Last but not least, we have the heart and soul uh, of the, of the cell of G cell. We got Agent Lisa Weaver. It's Blair Weaver. Feel drunk. Uh, I didn't drink anything. So it's weird. <laughs> She's our former FEMA agent. And um, she hasn't been on her A game with this mission. She was really convinced that it was cult activity that we were dealing with. Absolutely was not. She was totally wrong. But thankfully, she helped us pull in and at least deactivate the thing. Um, yeah, and fucked up. She should have grabbed Vin. <laughs> but oh well, we'll we'll get you back somehow. We'll we'll light it on fire now. Mm-hmm. Uh, That'll get you, you out, right? No, it's fine. It's fine. Just blow a place up. That's great. Uh, fire seems to work all the time in Delta Green for us. So, uh, right? Melissa, you Wait. can sit down now. Yes, I'm I'm slouching now. Like normal. Are you? Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Everything's gonna be fine. Guys, we everything's gonna be don't absolutely have the fine. brownstone bomber in our group. Good old man. I miss Derek. <laughs> I miss Derek. You know why? Because Derek wasn't afraid to drop a deuce in the corner of an elevator. The rest of you are <laughs> cowards. No one's taking a shit on the stream since Derek left. What is that about? Anyhow. I realized that was hey, like Bert? a qualifying factor. Uh, I don't think we got into the detail, but I think last Delta Green session, uh, Palmer did shit his pants. Did he? Probably. 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 I mean, he was shot. (laughs) Yeah, and he wears a white suit, so we're going to really be able to tell pretty (laughs) what's happening. All right, uh, let's start this thing. Here we go. You guys ready? Very excited. We, we talked talked ahead of time about how we were going to handle this. I wanted to get a sense for it, and we wanted to not get bogged down. So we got we got a plan. Okay. <clears throat> Summary. Price in Inferno. Uh you all headed back to Bowman Radar Station last time. You were pretending to be replacement workers. And if you listen back, at one point, Agent Inferno pretends to be the dead worker. Oh, I'm gonna be him. I'm gonna be him, which is a great, just great, just absolutely great. Uh, you didn't have any proper identification, didn't have any advanced warning, that kind of stuff. Security guards kind of turned you away. Uh, Weaver, you visited the chapel of Cel- of the Celestial Matron and you spoke with a minister, Kath Badbrook. You were pretending or posing as a media specialist from Charlotte. Uh, you asked about Toby Fletcher's friend, Danny, some sort of troubled youth that was working at the church and you learned some local lore about a witch who was murdered there. 
uh, and kind of drowned at the banks of the Boone River about 100 yards away, eventually. Eventually, the minister grew a little bit suspicious with you, asked you to leave. Uh, elsewhere, we saw Agent Fuller concluded her extremely productive uh, medical examinations on the two dead silo residents. God, I love that I baited her into that. But you didn't find anything amiss. Uh, later, you guys all reunited. Didn't find anything. Everything was fine. Uh, Weaver, Fuller, you started heading up to the radio station. You guys tagged in. It was your turn, except you guys were like, let's flash some badges. And so you did. And it worked. Look at that. And you went inside. The guards called lead scientist Dr. Horovitz. I'm surprised. You guys, you guys know his first name? You guys know his first name? I can look in my notes. I you don't saved him it. instead of your cell member. Uh, so I was assuming you knew his first name and you were close friends. Anyhow, uh, lead scientist Dr. Horowitz to deal with the, the situation. And that's when he pretended to give you uh, a, a tour of the base. And he started asking you for help. Uh, he was telling you about how uh, he had history with the company, which you got a sense was was your your agency. Uh, and with March, March Technologies, with some sort of trouble that went down in the 90s, it was kind of vague. And he assumed you guys know a lot of things that you maybe didn't necessarily know. Here in Silo, his team had been experimenting on some kind of block that he referred to uh, that they found in Turkey, had strange occult or ailing engravings or something. And they were passing electromagnetic signals through it. And that was triggering these violent weather, uh, weather outbursts. One of those tests caused the death of Lucas Frakes, who was one of the researchers, uh, and effectively kind of disintegrated him, basically. And then Horowitz decided to shut down the test. It was too dangerous. Uh, but he knew that his his company, Daedalus and March, uh, would eventually send somebody to to get it back up and running. They wouldn't like it. So he tried to get you all to uh, to help him in a ritual that he thought could shut this thing down. Uh, and so he got Agent Inferno and Agent Price uh, actual jobs this time, background gigs. He found a spot in the fence to get Fuller and Weaver through. And the four of you came into the station and you helped him out. Now, uh, he brought you into this testing chamber. There's this big old block. It was massive. There were all these different um, kind of carvings on it, these old carvings. And he gave you all little pieces of paper and he started drawing these charcoal glyphs all over the place. Uh, at a certain point, the wind started kicking up and it became like a wind tunnel, like a like a localized storm was happening inside the testing chamber. And all of those charcoal glyphs started to peel off the walls and swirl around, knock people left and right all over the place. And eventually those glyphs attached themselves to the block, which kind of absorbed them and seemed to basically shut down whatever the hell was going on. Moments later, stuff started to ooze out of the cracks in the block and it became clear that something had been inside. Uh, that's when uh, the security station got its reinforcements. Helicopter dropped a few people down. Things got a little crazy. People tried to escape. Horovitz was kind of losing his mind. Something happened to him when he was doing that ritual. You guys dragged him away. Some shots were exchanged very politely. Uh, one of them or two of them hit Agent Price. The rest of you ran. Uh, and um, you grabbed Horovitz on your way out. So Steven is now going to be playing Dr. Horovitz. Uh, and he's on his third character. Yeah, wait, wait, what? Wait, what? Was it Walt, by the way? Was it Walt Horowitz? Is that his you, name? you don't know him well enough to call him Walt. Walter to you, okay? Okay. He didn't spend 12 years at MIT or some fucking place. I don't know. Uh, okay. Let's, uh, let's get a little music going. All right. You guys ready? Everybody ready? Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. Black screen. Last, we hear the sounds of gunfire. The last thing we see, Inferno, Fuller, Weaver, 
and our good pal, Walter Horowitz, huddled together in some dark hollow as these Breckenridge security agents go flying down the hill, chasing after you guys, firing left and right and left and right. As we fade from that, black screen, 48 hours later, we come back up. It is uh, nighttime again. We sort of settle in from a distance and we see a dilapidated old bridge, two lanes, narrow. We're still somewhere rural, probably still Western North Carolina. We're away from the city. There are no lights, no city lights, no town lights, no street lights, nothing but this old bridge. There's a dark creek that is rolling beneath it and it's about 10 feet below the bridge itself. You can hear all sorts of little bits of nature, some bugs calling out in the night, some trees swaying in the wind on either bank. And we can hear the water sort of lightly splashing against the rock. The only way that we actually can see this bridge is because there is one source of light. That's coming from a white Toyota Avalon that is parked in the middle of the road on this bridge on the eastern side. Uh, you can see as the light cast over the bridge itself there's these bits of cracked concrete this is definitely not a bridge that is used quite frequently we see these little small tiny eddies of dust begin to swirl around and then kind of fall back down and then we watch on the western side beginning first high up on a hill and some trees and then slowly snaking down a second set of lights headlights and when it eventually emerges from behind this row of trees we see it's a dark SUV and it's pointing directly across the bridge, this hundred yard gap at you all, or some of you anyway, in the Avalon. The SUV pulls forward, stops, and you see the lights go off, then on, off, and then on. It's a signal. One by one, I want you all to tell me where you are at and what you're doing we are going to go this a little bit of a blades in the dark style where you're welcome to do a flashback if there is something that you did in preparation for this moment so who would we say of inferno fuller and weaver is in the car driving this avalon i have the best to arrive i believe so i'll be taking the wheel okay so inferno you're sitting in the driver's seat uh, you know that in the back seat, you've got Walter Horowitz. He has been sort of babbling, honestly. Uh, his mind seems to have been broken somewhat from the ritual that you all participated in two days ago. For every coherent word that he's uttered in the last 48 hours, it's filled or surrounded by 20 or 30 incoherent ones. And he keeps talking about there being something that was inside that block an intelligence he calls it every now and then something reached out to him during the during the ritual and sort of pleaded for its life at least that's how he's describing it anyhow uh it wasn't quite that but it just doesn't really make sense and then he starts babbling drool drips down here and there and you see his eyes kind of drift off and this has been the pattern for two days now but you haven't and you know that with that signal that's Breckenridge, and they have your boy. They have Agent Price. So Agent Inferno, you're sitting in the 
a driver's seat. You got Horowitz behind you. Is anybody else in the car with him? Fuller, Weaver, or are you perhaps somewhere else? Fuller would be there. Okay. Fuller, are you in the back seat trying to calm down Horowitz, who's very, very panicky, actually? He has no idea what's really happening. Uh, you haven't heard him mention Breckenridge. You haven't heard him mention Daedalus. You haven't heard him mention March. None of these things. He's He has no idea. He is he is a young puppy going to get fixed. He has no clue what's about to happen to him. And then Weaver. Uh, where are you? Weaver is actually posted up. We went and we've got uh, different sort of weapons. So she's providing okay. cover. Uh, Did we actually this? go to the green box? Okay. We see, as we like kind of scan from the face of Inferno who's watching, he looks back and he kind of nods at Fuller. There's Fuller sitting in the back seat with Horvitz. No one's in the passenger seat. Camera kind of pans out to the eastern tree line, uh, which again, there's hills and forest cover. And we kind of settle on as we weave, as we weave there and we see Lisa Young. Uh, Agent Weaver, go ahead if you could, please. Give me a stealth test to uh, assume that you spent some time trying to obscure uh, your place as you try to hide uh, where they can't necessarily see you. That's a big fail, 94. Okay. Oh my gosh. As far as you know, <laughs> you are 100% utterly concealed. And you have like a like a rifle with you? Yeah. Okay. Inferno, Fuller, uh, both of you are in the car. Fuller, uh, Horovitz is clinging to you, but he's not pleading for help or to not go back. He's just saying, the cliffs, they reached out. It's the sky. And he just screams in your face. Uh, how do you try to keep him composed before you get him out of the car. I am going to say, since we're doing this Blaze of the Dark style, that I have concocted some kind of a, uh, um, a I've laced his uh, a water bottle that I'm about to present to him. So uh, it's got some kind of light tranquilizer of some sort in it. So she's going to kind of just kind of reach over okay. and just like you're, you're just, you're dehydrated. Just, just take a drink. You're just gonna, everything's gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be fine. And so she's like, you know, untwisting and giving him this uh, bottle of water that has been laced with something. Roll a medicine test uh, to properly calculate the dosage. I forgot that I'm a medical examiner. I was like, ooh, medicine. I was like, oh, right, I've got a 60 in medicine. <laughs> we could forgive Melissa. She regularly changes her characters in this campaign. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay. We're starting out well today, guys. This is great. He's drinking and drinking and drinking. You see, he gets kind of drowsy and he kind of leans over. <laughs> Breathing like extremely heavily. Mother, 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 mother says hello. 
he just grabs you and he by like the collar with one hand and then the other hand he just kind of drags it down your face and he brings you close and he whispers from the dark <laughs> from the dark she speaks she says she says she's coming <laughs> and then starts kind of just laughing hysterically at this point, Inferno, you see the door open on the SUV. You see one of the Brick and Ridge individuals on the far side of the bridge gets out full gear, as you might expect. You see he reaches back in to the, the car itself, pulls out. He's got a rifle. It's pointed down. Proper muzzle control, all that kind of stuff. And then out of the other, like right behind him, uh, you see another door open up. And you see another person step out and then grabs an arm of somebody. And there you see the familiar, you know, the familiar look of Vincent Price, uh, except there is a hood over top of his head. What do you do, Agent Inferno? They got a man, Fiona. Show him our duck. Okay. Shove his so, head out the window. Show him that we have him. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, I mean, they're stepping out and they're waiting for you. Do you get out of the car? Or yeah, do you I'll get out of the car and escort okay. our little yeah. exchange. Yeah. Are you two armed? Do you have a pistol? Okay. Uh, yes, as well. Okay. Are you trying to conceal it or is it visible? It's visible. It's just precautions. Okay. Mine's okay. tucked in the back, so kind of back of her pant with a jacket over it, so it's not visible. Okay. You watch as, um, on the other side, Price, we're going to touch base with you. You can't really see anything. Uh, you got this dark hood over you. You do sense that there's light. You can kind of see these vague contours of light here and there. You feel a rough hand wrap around your arm. Uh, you felt yourself kind of get tugged out of the SUV. And then you hear kind of a shove, or you feel a shove in, the, in your back. Walk. Slowly. I start slowly walking. Okay. You take about 10 steps, and then you feel the rough hand again hold. And then you feel the hood get pulled off your head, and this cold, damp breeze just hits you in the face. And your eyes take a little bit to adjust as there's now this bright headlights right in your face as 50 yards across the bridge there. You see eventually as they settle the the Avalon, you see Inferno, you see Fuller, and you see your dear friend, Dr. Walter Horowitz. Uh, who starts leading Horowitz across the bridge? I'll go for the exchange. Okay. Good. You watch as then Inferno grabs hold of Horovitz. And as you're walking, Agent Inferno, Horovitz leans over to you. You can feel him getting very heavy as you walk, by the way. He's like, the legs are starting to drag a little bit. And he says to you, How's your relationship with your mother? It's fine, Doc. And I'll support him a bit more. 
I'm sorry for your loss. She was a wonderful woman. And he just slowly, like, kind of pets you. And you see that his eyes are starting to roll back into his eyes, or into his eyelids. His whole lids are getting heavy. His head's kind of slumping forward. And you get the sense he's actually starting to pass out. He's in this slow state of passing out. What do you do? I'll get under him. Get, like, a piggyback, sort of. Okay. When that happens, Price, you feel the grip on your wrist, on your, your arm again, and you hear a voice call out, What'd you do to the duck? Bit heavy on the sedatives. You drugged him? To calm him down. Mm. And what about your... Your bird up in the perch, is that to calm him down too? And at that point, Agent Weaver, you look and you see that there is like a red laser, like somewhere like on your face, kind of moving about, kind of gets in your eyes and then down into your in your hands and you realize like someone has made you. Yeah, and she'll just like wave. <laughs> Okay. Uh, but she just stays posted because she's just there in case things escalate. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they clearly have one too. So we all came prepared. What a clean exchange. Clean exchange. You're giving me damaged goods. How do I know you didn't fucking rot fry his brains? We just took care of him days. He's fine. He doesn't look fine. And he just slumps down to the ground and he's, he's, he's just kind of rocking back and forth and he's just like humming some weird lullaby. The tonage of it, though, is like really like up and down and over and over again as he's just kind of slouched against the ground. Um, and Inferno, give me uh, a roll. Persuasion would be fine. Some other idea, if you would like, is okay too. Give me something to calm them down. I do something to assist. Yeah, yeah. What do you want to do? Uh, When he calls out, uh, you've got damaged goods. I would just kind of like slump over and just Mm -hmm. like lean into like the injury I have and cough really loudly and say, "I'm not exactly in good health either." And you hear, like, under his breath, if you want to be in any health at all, you'll shut the fuck up and do what I say. And do you feel like a, like the muzzle of a gun in your back, in the small of your back? Am I able to catch that? Uh, your alertness is pretty high. You're 70 plus, right? Yeah. Um, you got you caught what Price said for sure. You probably can tell what it looks like when a guy has a gun in his back. Um, you can roll it to see if you heard what he said. You guys are still pretty far apart, and he kind of whispered it, so you might have missed that one. I got thirty-four, under seventy. Yeah, you kind of heard. You, you you basically heard it. Yeah. Then I'll add on to that. What about our guy? More damage than this. He's the fucking idiot who started shooting at us. We didn't fire. Not until he did. Uh, 
Damn it or not, he's here. Lest you forget, you fuckers trespassed. Thanks Oloro for the reminder. Kind of just yell from the back. Are, are we are we going to stand here and exchange pleasantries all night, or are we doing this? Okay. Uh, someone give me. Uh, it could be either Inferno or Fuller. I don't care which. Someone give me a roll. I just kind of want to. I want like a persuasion or charisma or something like that. Whatever you think it is. Yeah, I can do persuasion. I've got a 60 persuade. What do you have? I'd say the three, so it's about the same. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Inferno. You're up front. All right. 43 again. Same roll. Okay. Look at you. And so then you hear in the you hear behind your, your head uh, there, Price. You hear walk slowly keep going don't turn around if you do give me something waiting for you i do as i'm told and you see price is starting to walk towards you guys inferno what do you do with dr horovitz pick him up maybe have one of the guys walk over okay hit him over so as price starts coming you see inferno coming you've got you, maybe you do like a fireman carry thing, just kind of move him along and move him along. And then you just kind of flop him down into the middle of the bridge. One of the, the guy that was like kind of following price for a bit kind of looks back, gets a nod from somebody and he starts moving forward at this point. Got his, he's this, he, he kind of pulls the, the pistol back out that he had behind price, uh, price back. And he's kind of just carrying it with it, with him, slowly and slowly just kind of watching and watching and watching and as he does he never takes his eyes off inferno and he reaches down and he kind of grabs the collar of dr horovitz and just starts dragging him back the whole time until he gets all the way back to the vehicle lifts him up throws him into the back of the suv price you uh you make it all the way to the to the avalon and you can see there's Fuller, there's Inferno. You're still in pain. You got shot. Um, they gave you basic, they gave you enough first aid to keep you alive, but they didn't do everything. And it's that point said you hear from the other side, Inferno. If you come anywhere, anywhere near one of our installations again, we will not be this hospitable. Hopefully you'll never see us again. You, um, yeah, you hear, oh, we'll see. Run back to your handler. And then they step into the SUV, slam the doors, and you see them start to back away. Okay. I half crawl, half collapse into the back seat uh, and just lie there. I, I can't even close the door behind me. Just waiting to leave. Get a midfielder. Gotta pick up Weaver. Okay. Fuller okay. will kind of wave uh, Agent Weaver down from where she's at. Okay. You guys get back into the car, start driving away. Weaver, you start climbing down out of the woods and you get into the car. 
you guys are outside of silos still. Uh, you're near enough, but you're pretty far out rural. There's no one really around. There's some random farms here and there. The weather has been fine ever since the ritual. You haven't had any issues. Um, you can see that prices is, is pretty hurt, uh, but doesn't seem to be in danger of dying. Um, what's your next step? As far as you guys know, you have completed your task and your job would be basically to go debrief your handler. Um, that's about first it. thing I would ask for is a light. And then I would ask, uh, for knowing she's a doctor, if she can start stitching me up. Okay. Uh, do you want to do that fuller in the back of the vehicle? I assume. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I, I, uh, I hope that they, um, um, and she's kind of looking at sort of his bruises and all of those kind of things just to see sort of how much worse he looks than would be expected from what we saw. Don't worry about the bruises. It's the bullet hole that, that I need <laughs> taken care of. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, yeah, I, uh, normally uh 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 inferno can you uh not hit every damn pothole <laughs> on the road can i'm trying to stitch them up can you just avoid puddles maybe please what's better a swerve or a bump a swerve she thinks about it and <laughs> swerve with warning and she's deflecting like Yes, that that would that would also help. And she's deflecting a little bit. Obviously, there's some sort of like tactical choices that were made. And so some of this is just like, yes, let's get you stitched up very quickly. And um, yes, that that uh, that uh, yeah, that didn't go quite as uh, expected. Um, but yes, I, I can get right on this. And so she's she's stitching and um, adding, you know, she's got like some ice that she had so she's kind of trying to do a little bit of numbing while she's kind of doing this stitch job like in the vehicle and giving okay. the best possible care with that process. so first of all price roll a d4 uh, and take that amount of hp back this is from the breckenridge folks stabilizing you so they perform stabilization so you can roll d4 add that many hp back um we'll call this what you're doing, Agent Fuller, uh, we'll call it basically treatment um, without, like, it's not going to necessarily give the full 1D4 back, but uh, go ahead and give a, uh, a medicine test. Um, we'll say that you, knowing what happened to him, you brought equipment with you or you brought supplies. Uh, so go ahead and give that medicine test. I'm going to take a boost for this so that I can roll, so that I, I've got the extra, so I've got a 70% chance with this because this okay. seems important. Yeah. And I flip and failed it. I got a 73. Okay. I even took the boost so that it would be 70. And I failed. Okay. No extra I'm HP, fine. but we'll just, you, you just confirm that they did, in fact, do their best to stabilize him again. Doesn't look like he, doesn't look like he's, he's on the verge of dying. Um, he'll definitely need surgery to repair whatever inside. They haven't actually performed a surgery, so he will need a hospital. He's not in dire need of it right now, but soon, uh, you would imagine it would be a high priority. Um, okay. Um, you guys are driving. It's nighttime. 
you're driving through the hills and such. Uh, Inferno and Price, your alertness is so freaking high. It uh, kind of ticks me off. Uh, but uh, you guys both have 70 or 90 plus. Uh, and you guys both notice that there is once or twice uh, well behind you on these otherwise very dark country roads, a little quick blip of headlights. They go on and they go off. Like they're not like permanently on. Uh, and you see that more than once. Luca. See that? that? I've noticed. Okay. I just kind of lean back into the seat then. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to uh, do, Luca? Notice, notice what? What's happening? It's flickering in the hills. It's people following us, maybe. And I'll just take winding roads keep on driving along okay are you trying to are, are you trying to like elude them yeah let's or? potentially conceal ourselves like disappear in the forest somehow okay um i'll say you can give us either uh, a stealth um or we'll do like you're driving so you're trying to driving elusively so i i'll take a drive either one of those two whichever one you like better great i'll do drive Okay. With 70, I rolled oh, 100. No. <laughs> failed. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. Last time you crit failed, I got shot. <laughs> you start taking these dirt roads and you're trying to lose them here and there. Um, and at a certain point, Agent Inferno, uh, you find yourselves like kind of in the middle of what is otherwise a very large, empty, like, pasture. Um, there is a little bit of sunlight overhead, but there's some overcast, natural. And it illuminates what looks like a dark, you know, kind of old barn. Uh, no one, probably no one's using it. Like, it looks like there's some some other shacks and lean-tos here and there. Overgrown, uh, overgrown bits in the of grass here and there. Um you see what looks almost like a, like a, like a church building. There's like a steeple, but the rest of the, the rest of the building itself seems to have kind of collapsed. Uh, you watch as you kind of turn and drive down this road. You see in the field ahead, as the lights hit it, about a hundred birds erupt out of it and start flying up in the sky. And that's when the lights flash, you know, flack, you know, like flicker behind you back on the road. And there's a quick turn as if they almost lost you. But then that sudden eruption of birds and that little bit. And you can see now as you guys adjust your eyes, adjust to the darkness, there is a dark vehicle coming down the same dirt path that you guys just took. Uh, and you don't think there is a path out. You think there's a one way in one way out. Now, it doesn't mean you can't drive off road, but you're pretty sure you've turned down and kind of gotten yourselves caught a little bit on this old commune of some kind i'm a bit lost someone's been following us this could be a dead end um great what do we have what do we have so fuller wants to look through like everybody's bags and whatever might be in the vehicle did you guys go to the green box is that what we said in your two days you went to the green box yes we did 
Okay. So basically what I'm trying to see if I can finagle, and I don't even know that I have a skill that's going to be good at this, but I, I want to like finagle one of those things that like cops throw down so that when like people drive over it, it like pops their tires. So I want to like throw uh, okay. something like um, that out behind. Okay. That's, that wasn't in the green box. I will get, I gave you guys a list of what would, what the would have been in the green box, but I'll give you a list of what you have. You have a night vision, one pair of night vision goggles. You've got a Geiger counter. You have some sort of like strange curved knife, um, uh, that you're not entirely sure what it is. You have three shotguns. Uh, you have a shoe box that's containing two six hour P226s in with six magazines a piece. Uh, and you have three boxes, shoe boxes again, with roughly 250 shotgun shells and three boxes uh, of like rounds for a nine millimeter. And you have three reinforced Kevlar vests. Uh, but what you're asking for, they don't know. Put on a vest. Just take a gun. Okay. 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 The right. I will tell you that 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 vehicle is coming for you guys so you guys tell me what you want to do uh there is some urgency here yeah so the question is do we stay in the vehicle or do we get out and kind of scatter no i need to stay in the car just shoot at them and i'll do evasive maneuvers because i don't want them ramming into us yeah so we're going to try to shoot out the back of our vehicle to their vehicle while we try to drive away uh, are we shooting or are <laughs> we just going to try and evade Light them up. <laughs> oh, God. Can you guys drop me off real quick? <laughs> I know. Right? At the hospital. <laughs> just throw them in the grass. You don't have to stop. Just slow down. Okay. I would say we're primarily trying to evade, but if they're going to catch up to us and we're going to do something out. about them, we're you guys shoot. got, you guys are on a single dirt overgrown road by this old dilapidated commune with a broken down old church and barn and whatnot. The only road back out is the one that they're driving down, following you. So with that in mind, is what do you guys the barn want? empty? Like, is can a car fit in it? You can certainly drive it over there. Yeah, they seem yeah, to I'll know you're down here, though. But yeah, you can do that. Yeah, I'll drive it in, and we can exit there. Okay, so you drive and you park your car inside of this crappy old barn. You can see that there's some holes in the ceiling, and some some of the the beams and such are missing. Uh, but you do manage to pull it in and, and kind of hide a, hide the vehicle. The Avalon hides within the barn. What's next? As they are getting closer. Again, urgency here. Just escape out the back. Get what we can. Gear up. Okay. And you, just go in, you just want to go on foot? And you're just yeah. going to continue to try to hide? Okay. Uh, someone give me a... Uh, not a stealth test this time. I want a survival test. Um Anybody who wants to do it, who say you're leading them as now you're going out in sort of the wild, like you're going into these forests, these uh, these uh, forested hills of western Georgia. Am I, I taking the lead on the survival here? <laughs> I have a 10. <laughs> I also have a 10. I have 30. All right, give okay. me a gun. Give me one of those vests. Follow me. And I start okay. staggering through the woods. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Give it a go, Vincent. Take a right. dice if uh, you need it. I'll take one audience if you to give fail, me 60. Yeah. If you critically fail, I'm mowing you guys down. That's it. It's over. Don't That's just a critically sign. fail. Oh. Don't critically Don't stress fail. him like that. Helicopter comes flying through. <laughs> what you uh, 
I did not critically fail. I did fail. I rolled an 83 over 60. Okay. You make it into, uh, you make it into the, the woods and you guys start pushing through. Um, you don't really, you're not extraordinarily equipped for this, uh, but agent price, you're doing your best. You're trying to navigate. I guess maybe by the stars or something like that. I was just shot. So I feel like I deserve some slack hey here. I, I understand. That's fine. That's your reason you got shot. But uh, as you guys are, are rushing out into the hills, Agent Inferno will say maybe you're lingering back and you're looking, you're covering, and you can see that the black SUV, maybe it's the same one, maybe it's a different one. It's definitely one of these Breckenridge vehicles. You're 100% certain. You see a handful of folks in... In gear, you know, you can tell, you can tell, like riot gear, you know, Merc gear, pops on out, lights go on, here and there, and then I'll say with your alertness, you can hear no lights, and then all of them kind of flip something on their heads. You can see they probably all have night gear, and they start fanning out. There's a total of four, uh, and they move in like two groups of two. One starts sweeping over by where that church steeple thing is. One starts sweeping in the direction of the barn uh, and they're kind of moving and moving. At a certain point, you hear car, car. Uh, and they start kind of closing in on the barn. Um, it's at that point that you guys kind of, can, do you want to linger back Inferno and watch them or you just want to kind of push through with Price? I'm just going to watch the back. I'm going to keep following Price. I'll okay. fumble for the night goggles as well. If I can use those. Okay. All right. If you're the only one who has them on, I'll say what you notice is that as you're falling back and falling back and falling back, eventually the forest just becomes too thick. You can't see that far. But from what you can tell, they did search the vehicle and you get a sense that they're done with that and they know you're not there. And so they're probably going to start fanning out. Um, however, price up ahead, you, you may, you're, you're, you're like full into this incline of a hill. There's trees everywhere and you have nowhere really to go. And you're just kind of pushing and pushing in the distance. And you guys eventually come to this relatively thick, dark Creek, not unlike the one that you just were on a bridge over top of. And you can see that it sort of cuts your path forward. You can go up it or down it if you want, but it's at least a good 15 feet across. Um, what do you want to do at that point? I think rather than stumbling through the woods, it's better to just head back to the car. Like we, we're not going to be able to get out on foot if I can't get us through these woods. So I would just try to do a big loop back. Oh, we, are we sure? They're back there. They're looking for us. Four of them. We'll have to hide in the brush until we can get back. I, I can't get us out of these woods in this condition. We'd be lost in here for... Who knows how long. They'll just find us. We might as well have an easy escape route. Fan out. Double back. Be on the alert. Be ready to take them on if we need to. Okay. We give them enough time, maybe they'll just go away. You are not 20 feet away from that creek inferno when, when you see movement in the woods coming at you through the night vision you can see there's motion it's not animals not critters nothing like that you do see they're kind of sweeping out there's four of them they're moving moving they're moving slowly carefully checking here and there but they are starting they're fanned out 
and maybe about a, a 30 foot, 30 feet wide, maybe somewhere between, you know, five and 10 to 10 feet across from each other. Uh, and they're just moving slowly and slowly. You can see each one of them is carrying and ready and they're looking. Are we all armed at the moment? Everyone yeah. can be armed. There, yeah, there were weapons. There were weapons in the green box. So you had shotguns. You have pistols. Uh, you have options. And three of you have Kevlar vests on. Yeah, like they've got night vision. They're armed. We're going to have to take them on. Like we're we're trying to hide clearly. But we are all <laughs> very concerned that that's not going to be effective. We've got the jump on them pretty much. We can spot up and when we see them unload. They are looking for us. Is that what you guys want to do? You want to try to ambush it, them? Yeah, we'll do an ambush. Okay. Anybody else? Is there, everyone wants to ambush? Is that the plan? Oh, God. <laughs> if you want to make I've a got three HP, I don't really want to, no. <laughs> I know you don't. <laughs> critical fail, man. I can't. It's always critical fail. Oh, it was a hundred. I, I blame you. I don't blame you. Okay, good. Thank you. I'm glad. Okay. Um, <laughs> We're all going to die. <laughs> everybody everybody rolls stealth. Uh, everybody rolls stealth. So you're rolling your individual stealths, and so that'll determine whether they notice any of you. We'll assume you do your best to hide somewhere with the stealth score. Go ahead and give me a roll. I'm not a 44 under 70. Oh, I'm taking for two. the dead man. Look at that. 21 over 16, I failed. Okay. And price you had how much again? Was it 44? 44 under 70, yep. Okay. Fuller? 64 over 50. Okay. And then Weaver? Uh, 14 over 31. So pass. Or, okay. uh, you know. Yeah, I got under. you. You're good. <laughs> I understood. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. So two passes, one of which was a critical and then two fails. Okay. I'm going to roll a very important awareness test or alertness test, I should say. Okay. You, uh, Jeff, you, you set your rolls to private. I, I think you, you wanted to make that public there. Uh, I'll <laughs> save it and show you later if you want, but I'm not going to show you just yet. So you see the four of them start moving, start moving. Do you want to just start firing or do you want to do you want to be the first ones to start firing or do you want to like kind of wait to see if you can sneak past them? What to wait we it would out. like to try to sneak past yeah. them first. That That's is first like goal number yeah. one is to try to sneak. Okay. So Inferno, uh, Inferno, you're the only one with night vision. Everybody else, it's dark for you. Uh, and so you don't see that well. Inferno, you were watching them come closer, come closer. And then suddenly you hear one of them shout, Contact! And they pull the trigger. Uh, and so uh, I'm going to make an attack at, uh, this is Agent Fuller. As your 64 was unfortunately detected, as you might expect. Uh, so here we go. So they're firing with their MP5s, which have a lethality rating of 10%. Uh, the good news for you is I roll a crit fail with an 88. Uh, so they start firing and firing. And as they as they kind of unload, 
Fuller, where you're hiding behind one of these, uh, uh, what looks like one of these these trees like that you've kind of hid behind these these sort of Georgia pines or whatever, you just see the bark begin to explode as the bullets kind of jam into it. And then all of a sudden, Inferno, as you're looking through uh, the night vision, the gun kind of just like, fuck, god damn, these fucking cheap things. And he just starts smashing around. Um, however, uh, another one, let's see. Uh, there's three There's three more of them, so we'll see if all of them get to take a shot. <laughs> god damn it. Uh, another one fires over at Fuller. Uh, this time it's a 15 to hit, uh, which will hit and is not, um, is, is luckily a 15 is not under 10%. <laughs> it could have been awful. Uh, actually, no, wait, I, I did this wrong last time too, didn't I? Uh, seven points of, of damage, Fuller, as maybe you stumble out from behind the truck or behind the tree and you take seven points of damage. Now, you have a Kevlar vest on. Is that correct? I believe you um, have a Kevlar. I'm the only one who doesn't have one, so yeah. Okay. So what's your armor rating? Subtracted from your damage. Just flat. Kevlar is three. Uh, thank you. So you take four points so of damage. So then I take as four. Fuller, as you get hit. Uh, let me roll the other ones. Uh, to see if so there's one that's got a jammed gun one that started firing oh that's the wrong freaking button sorry and then there we go so then the other two uh one's gonna go after price uh 91 is a miss so your tree gets lit up and then the last one is gonna go after weaver in fact uh, as you weren't quite stealthy enough, uh, in a 98, God damn, that's a terrible roll. Okay. So gunfire has, has begun fuller. You've gotten hit, uh, the tree that you are taking cover behind has erupted. Um, and that is like, they kind of snuck up on you guys. Uh, what do you guys want to do? Your turns. I'm returning fire. All right, go for it. Uh, which one do you want to go at? There's basically, there's a, there's a spread of four. They're all within range we're, we, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it pretty clean did the one in front no shooting at weaver okay so the one that was shooting at weaver give it a go that's not good that's 59 fail you fire uh they duck uh just at the last second behind like this this what looks like this fallen log uh and they they drop down uh, and then they kind of put the gun up and go <laughs> just like that. Kind of like this uh, sort of firing back randomly in your direction. Uh, that's a fail. Uh, who's next? Uh, is it safe to say that I would have been handed a shotgun? I assume they wouldn't have given me my pistol back uh, after I was being there, taken. There captured. were pistols. There were pistols in the um, in the green box and they cleaned the green box out. So you guys would have them. So if you wanted to use a pistol. You said there were shotguns too, though, right? There's shotguns as well, yeah. All right, so I I would like to have claimed a shotgun if that's all right. That's perfectly fine. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, all so right. This is... So firearms of 92. This has a range of 50 meters uh, for the firing shot. I rolled a 95. I needed a 92. Why didn't you take audience dice from our wonderful people? You guys are... This is this is dangerous. You guys might want to use that stuff. I uh, thought a 92 would be safe. Right? <laughs> Not safe enough. You fire back and that log kind of explodes at that point. 
Uh, Weaver or Fuller? What about you two? Firing at the person that's firing at me. Okay. So there's two that are firing at you. One whose gun has jammed, one who hit you. Is there a preference? Uh, the one that hit me. I'm taking okay. two boosts so that I'm rolling a 40. There you go. I'm listening to set a cheat. Okay. Give it a go. <laughs> Roll the 70 over 40. Guys are going to freaking die. Uh, okay. Uh, you fire back and once more miss. Uh, so you just kind of do a, a wild spray. Uh, and then Weaver. Uh, I guess I'm fucking shooting. Okay. Come on. You can do this. Uh, God. I wanted to take two. But it doesn't fucking matter. 78. <laughs> it's a 78. Fate is just not in your guys' hands right now as you fire. Uh, and it's just a lot of missing right now. Maybe it's because three of you are firing without night vision goggles in the dark. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, no hits this whole time. Uh, we're going to go to the top of the round now. We're actually going to look at proper initiative uh, as that was just, we'll call that kind of like our, our starting thing. Uh, so we'll go by deck scores. Take a look at your deck scores. Uh, so I know, does anyone have higher than a 16? I am I exactly 16. Yeah, I know you do. That's what I was asking. Is anyone higher? No. Okay, go ahead, Price, as you're able to kind of get yourself situated once more. You missed on the first shot. Shooting the shotgun again, yep. Yeah. Uh, that is an 88 which is a critical success. That is a critical Still success. Very close to failing. Oh, thank freaking goodness. All right. Okay. Uh, and I'm using the shotgun, so it should be 2d8. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Does critical affect that anyhow? I'm trying to remember. I think it's like a stat. You could like do a status to it. You can like knock them down or something like gotcha. that. Uh, I'm like, seeing if, like, if one of those things is a extra damage. Uh, the actual damage I rolled is a 10. Okay, so you have a choice between inflicting double damage or you can inflict normal damage and have an additional effect like stun, which means they can't act on their turn. I think uh, double damage with a 10 would be good. Okay, so how much total is 20? Uh, 20 damage. That is enough as one guy. Uh, you said you were going for one of the ones that were firing at Fuller or Weaver? Uh, the one that was firing at me. The one that was firing at you? Okay, so the, so he goes... And he goes to pop up behind from the log once more, and you just time it perfectly as you get up, and it's just like... And the head just explodes like a melon uh, and erupts, uh, just scattering blood and viscera everywhere as they fall back down, as that is a straight-up kill. Uh, okay, does anyone have higher than higher decks than 14? I'm at 14. All right, Inferno, go. Uh, 15, Fuller, you're up next. Yeah. All right, I'm going to take two again and see if I can uh, be successful at shooting somebody. <laughs> no, 84. Okay. You fire away uh, and fire back at one of the ones that were attacking you uh, and you were unable to hit. Uh, it's just more and more. It's just you just can't see them. You just see a shadow, and it just suddenly you yeah. realize you were shooting at a branch. You fire this dirt, and you just kind of blow up what looks like a log on the ground. Each time the shadow is something that is not the person that you're trying to attack. 
you're waiting for muzzle fire or anything, but it looks like they have, um, they have that kind of covered or they have that smothered in some way. Uh, uh, then Inferno, I'll give it to you first. They also have 14, but you can go first. Can I get a bonus for night vision? That's a good question. I haven't been using it for them. Uh, I've just been sort of okay. making it so that they are able to hit. I probably should be penalizing those without it. So we'll say those without it next round. We'll finish this round the way it is. Starting next round, those without it, go ahead and take a minus 20 on your attacks. Okay, go ahead there, Inferno. I'll shoot as normal then. Okay. I need a 53. Rolled a 51. Okay, that's a hit. Nice. Uh, are you attacking? Are you so there's basically three choices now. One that's been firing at Weaver. There's two different ones firing at Fuller, one of which is currently trying to unjam his gun. Uh, which one are you shoot targeting? The one firing at Bueller that's not unjamming. Okay. Uh, what's your total damage? I've never done damage to a single piece. What kind of weapon is it? It's a light rifle. Is it in your it's in your equipment? Yeah. Uh, uh, 1d12 see. damage. Oh, I see. Yeah. It, it is not lethal. Six, six. points. You hear, uh, as he does get hit. Um, however, they do have some armor. Uh, so you're tanking. Okay. Got it. Okay. They're not down, but you did hit somebody. You hear someone scream. Oh, it. It, it has three armor right. piercing. I'm all right. What's that? It has three yeah. armor piercing. Yeah. Fine. He's like, okay, nice. I'm not as good as I thought I was, <laughs> but I'm still okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, and then, Weaver, what's your dex? Sorry, I just went away from it. Uh, 13. Awesome. All right, you're go, you go last. So they're going to go yeah. now. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So. Did I get uh, any health back before this during those two days? I feel like. Uh, this yeah, is you important. got those. You could have gotten. You would have gotten like basically two HP back each night. That kind of thing. Okay. Uh, you could okay. have like regenerated. Did I but get I that two HP back? No. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, okay. I gave you a D4 for, for that healing. I rolled a okay. one. <laughs> you did. I was so unlucky that you rolled the one. Okay. I was watching it roll. It's like that's okay. just not good. Uh, right. <laughs> Let's see. So one of them is going to fire at Fuller, uh, who fires. So the one that you've been trying to track in the in the in the woods, uh, and they've been moving back. They're going to try to take a shot at you. Uh, that is going to be another hit. Uh, okay, uh, as that is a twenty six. Um, all right, and then I got to roll. And then how much, uh, how, what's your Kevlar? Three? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so don't forget, it's again, it's flat reduction. Uh, so take, so you're going to take a total of three points of damage. So I've already done the reduction for you. So take three points of damage, Fuller. Okay, got it. Okay, you were looking at me like I wasn't sure if you were like... Make make some yeah. motion that they're okay. Uh, then one of them's gonna fire now at Price. Um, God damn it, ninety eight again. That's like my second ninety eight in this fight. And then one more is going to <laughs> We're fire okay with at that. Inferno, uh, as Inferno just killed his brother in law. 
that's a 92. I've rolled so many things in the 90s. Okay, that is their round. Uh, I did hit Fuller, but uh, the other two missed. We go to Weaver now. Um, one of them just shot at you, missed. You saw the bark on the tree explode near you. Uh, you hear footsteps like in the uh, in like the 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 undergrowth near you, uh, and you see this small, quick muzzle flash. You can turn. You can fire. Go ahead and roll your attack. Okay. Um. Could we say that I went to a hunting store prior to this when we were getting ready? Uh, for what reason? Um, well, would this be at a hunting store? I'm thinking of like, <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> I want like a flare. I want to light a flare, like crack a flare and then launch it towards them. Distraction. Oh, you have, well, you oh, cause they've got night vision. Cause yeah, cause they have, them. I'm hoping that nice. can like dis- disrupt their night vision. Maybe a little, I don't okay. know if it would road flare. You could get at Walmart. I am perfectly fine with saying you have some kind of road flare. Yeah, like 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 Steven said, that that's a mundane thing. Uh, I will say we're going to make this a test. This is your this is your action. This is uh, my action. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, I want you to make like a dex test to just sort of throw it uh, and get it in a place that is actually going to potentially disturb them. I like that idea. That's a really cool idea. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Super creative. I like it. Uh, you got it. Oh, I, I did. 49. Nice. <laughs> okay. I just saw the um, nine and like I had a buffer for a moment. And I went, oh no. Okay. So what I'm going to have them do is I'm going to treat this somewhat like a stun and on their turns, I'm going to have them roll like a con times five to see if like they get their eyesight back enough to take their turn. If they fail, then they'll, they'll lose their turn and they'll, they'll, they'll pick it up on the next round. I do want Inferno, however, to roll a dex test to see if he is able to rip the night vision off or turn his head before that happens. 50 under 70. Okay. Catch it. So are you able to like, maybe I call out, the, did I say his yeah. name and he knows we coordinated it. Do you rip it? Like, do you rip the headset off? Like the night? Yeah. Night I'll take it off. off. Knowing it's just rip it off just in time. And now no more vision problems as there is like this big red road flare in the middle. And you guys can see them. Now there's weird cascading shadows. There's uh, the red is now imbuing the bark and the leaves and the ground all around you. Um, and we will start at the next round now. So don't worry about that. What you were talking about before about the penalties for vision. And we will start again with price uh, price your turn, man. I love that. That's all a right. great idea. Uh, so no minus 20 penalty then because we got the road flare. So I'll just be shooting the shotgun again. Context uh, for listeners, Jeff's viewers, or Jeff's neighbors. I am, <laughs> I'm rolling so high. I almost rolled a crit again. 87 under 92. Okay. It's still a hit. Uh, are you shooting at the same one you shot at last time? No, he died. Uh, you sure? You don't want to shoot him again just to be safe? I- I'll shoot someone who's still shooting. How about that? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so the one who's going for Weaver, if I can tell. Uh, uh, you are that is trained. A 10 again. You're uh, unlike the, some of the other people in this party. Uh, you are you are very trained. So what's the total damage? Ten. Ten minus what they have for uh, for armor. All right. So I can do. But I aimed here. at the part that wasn't armored. I I forgot to mention that. Sorry, that doesn't count. Uh, okay, uh, <laughs> Fuller, you're next up. Things have changed a little bit. One of them's dead. They're all like, ah, my fucking eyes. God damn it. What do you do? 
Um, she is going to continue shooting um, at the one who's been shooting her. Okay. And try to take advantage of this. Like, we've got to take advantage of this situation where they're gotcha. a bit distracted. Gotcha. Um, if it's possible to kind of try to be relocating in the direction toward the vehicle, but uh, primary goal is you to can you guys can start people. sweeping a little bit like shoot and move to the next tree shoot yeah. move to the next tree i'm fine with that absolutely that's what she would like to do um, i'm gonna take another two i'm gonna burn through all of these boosts um <laughs> that is why they're there because for <laughs> some reason so that i get up to 40 <laughs> they want to see your characters live <laughs> they do <laughs> i like saying with such attitude <laughs> oh goodness all right go ahead come on good rolls come on good rolls all right i spent two so it is a success a 28 under 40 and you have been are you attacking the same one that you attacked last time yes okay give me the damage okay so i think we were discussing that this is a medium pistol is that correct is that what you're using yeah medium pistols fine so that's gonna yeah, be we're assuming that's 1D what was 10. in the green box 1d10 yeah. All oh, in a one D ten, getting a so ten, nice. getting a ten. Holy That's shit! That's how to do it. I'm so proud well. of myself. <laughs> not that I did anything for that to be a ten, but I'm still proud of myself. They're not dead, <laughs> however, they fall. Uh, as that is enough to actually take them. And you can see as you fire, <laughs> as you start moving, you can see they're pulling the gun up and they're getting ready to shoot down. And then their eyes, their eyes get caught up. Ah, fuck, fuck. <laughs> they fire upwards and you kind of take them on the side and you, you catch them right in between where their armor is. Because uh, a good agent would fire where there's no armor protection. And you just catch them right there and they fall down to the ground. <laughs> and you can see them sort of slump over uh, and potentially out of the fight. Okay. Uh, and then we go to Inferno. Uh, Tide has turned. Inferno, you didn't have to do the contest. Man, guys, very nice. How many are remaining? Uh, there are two. Uh, one has been hit. Uh, one has not been not been hit yet. Uh, one has there's there's one that's been firing at Fuller that hasn't been touched. One that's been firing at Weaver that has been hit. And then Fuller just put a second one down. Though you're not 100% sure it's a kill shot the way prices very clearly was. With the one that's been shot already. And if I okay. can get closer to make it easier, if that's possible. Uh, if you get closer, that means if they survive and they break their, uh, you know, they break their con, then it's going to be easier for them too. Uh, so okay. I'll say if you want to close in and try to just like put the barrel like right up next to them, is that the, the hope? Yeah. As All close right. as possible. Um, I'll tell you what, take a take a plus twenty, but you are putting yourself in danger if you don't if you don't clear them out. Okay. I need a seventy-three. Okay. Fifty-five crit success. Crit success, crit success. Roll your damage. You can double it. God damn. Nice. Very nice. Double three is a six. It's piercing as well. So six with piercing, God damn! it's still not enough to kill him. And it's actually not enough to take him down. Uh, but right as you come up, you put the gun and just because he's flailing around, he just so happens to just move and 
bump your arm. Your arm, you catch him, but you kind of catch him right in the back of the head where he seems to have some kind of helmet over top of it, and you don't quite blow his head clear off. But you can see as he stumbles back, slams up against the uh, slams up against the tree, and kind of turns around. His eyes are still ah oh, fuck 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 fuck, and he starts firing wildly. Uh, it's now their turn. I'm going to roll con for this guy to see uh, as that put him very low. It actually put him down to three HP, but it's not enough to take him under. Uh, I'm going to roll his con. God, that is like the fifth fucking roll in the 90s uh, as he just fires wildly. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Uh, as he is still uh, unable to see. And then the other one. There we go. Uh, that's a 15. So the other one will take his turn. Um Let's see. And that means Inferno is out in the open. Uh, plus 20% on this shot as he has come out from behind the cover of the trees. And so this other guy is going to turn and he's going to fire at Inferno. Uh, that is going to be a hit with, with the plus 20, actually. would have He would have missed. Um, so damage-wise, where did I put my guys? Uh, damage-wise. And you have Kevlar on? Yeah. All right. Uh, you take a total of six points of damage. Okay. And that is their turn. Uh, the other one who you shot in the head is stumbling and they're like kind of wiping out their eyes. Uh, blood coming out from the back. They're kind of back up against a tree. There's a second one that just fired and took Inferno out uh, kind of in the side. Inferno, you took one right in the side. You're stumbling off. Uh, and we go to Weaver. Uh, your gambit has really, really helped, but you can see that Inferno is in a little bit of trouble now. Uh, what do you want to do? Uh, so the one that he attacked is three health. The other one who shot him is over where? Over by like Fuller or? Everybody is everybody is in range right now because you guys are all sort of sweeping from tree to tree, firing, firing. No one's out of range of each other. So it's it's sort of like a chaotic uh, chaotic firefight as you guys are trying to sweep back uh, following Fuller as she's trying to get back to the barn. Uh, and so you kind of are at like you're at like a per- perpendicular fight with to the uh, to that creek off to the side. Uh, so you can you can kind of get to any of them. You just tell me which one you want to go for. Um, I guess I'll just um, shoot at the one that's was attacking me that's closest to Inferno. Absolutely. Yeah, he's on the ground. He's the one who's still kind of messing with his eyes, rips off the night vision goggles, but blood is now in his eyes from where Inferno's shot kind of uh, really messed up uh, the man. And uh, you could yeah. potentially put him to uh, put him to bed. Uh, Go for it. Let's, let's hope I can do this. So yeah, with yeah, yeah. two boosts, it's going to be a 42 possibly. You got Hi. this, Ashley. You got this. Unbelievable. (laughs) Critical success. Ashley, don't even have to roll damage because he was at three health. Describe how you take him out. So so go right ahead. Uh, So Lisa's just uh, been kind of hiding behind like this knoll, like this rock in this tree. And she just quietly sets her gun up on the rock and she just takes aim and she just center mask straight for like throat. Beautiful. Uh, Yeah. So he's like wiping away the blood and he finally opens his eyes and he's like, you mother. (laughs) As Weaver's gunshot comes from like behind Inferno. Inferno, like you're looking down, his gun is raised up at you and then his throat explodes as Weaver's shot goes through. Um, 
top of the round. There's one left. They are un, they actually are undamaged, I think. I don't think this one has taken any damage. Uh, Price Fuller Inferno, Inferno, you all get the GOPO for it does. Uh, this guy does. And he is like, he's like behind one of these trees. And you hear him call out. It's like, Braxton! Amos! Amos! Oh, fuck, not Amos. Oh, my God. Houston! Houston! Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. I'm going to kill you, fuckers! Uh, Price. What's you shot thing? first, you fuck! Okay, Ashley. That I... was my moment. You had yours. Okay, there's no reason for <laughs> name-calling like that. <laughs> I would like to try and persuade him to throw his gun down. Uh, uh I, okay. I know it'd be difficult, but it, you know, like all his friends are down, so I, I'm gonna call out, put the gun down, and you walk away from this. Okay. Uh are you telling the truth? I think so. Okay. You think so? Okay. <laughs> I mean I change yes my mind no. all the time. <laughs> you Your truth no here, big guy. <laughs> Your no. truth or our truth. Vin would have every intention of letting him go. Yeah. If, if he complies. Okay. Give me a roll. Uh, minus 20% uh, as three of them are dead and he probably isn't trusting you currently. That's fair. Uh, I will take two audience dice to counteract that. Okay. Uh, make it the flip of coin because I'm at a 54. Gotcha. I rolled a 57. So that is a failure by oh. three. Should have shot him. Okay. You call out and he's like, I think I was fucking born yesterday. Uh, then, uh, that is your turn. Fuller comes to you. Fuller, yeah, Fuller just sort of looks at Palmer, um, and shoots the guy. Like, you shoot Palmer? I love no, it. No, Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Plus 20% to this attack. Absolutely. Yet no, again, Melissa on Steven violence. This is just, <laughs> she just turns. I don't know that I'm going to be successful. It's like a price calls out. You're out number three. You're out number four to one. And then Fuller turns, <laughs> fires three to one now. Three to bitch. one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Fuller, go right. ahead. Uh, I'm just going to take again, one Again, continue to boost. move and flank, move and flank. We'll see how that. No, I'm going to take two. Uh, oh my gosh, 42 over 40. Failed. You fire, you miss, you think you're firing at the right place. You're like, there he is. You heard him call something out. You fire, but he did the, but he, all he did was like prop up one of the other people and you just see the body. And then he comes up from behind it, getting ready to shoot. Inferno, your turn. You just, you just took one in the side. Uh, you guys have gotten very scrappy here. Uh, you are wide open. Uh, what do you want to do, man? I'm going to find where he's hiding and okay. unload. Uh, your alertness is high enough that you can see him moving. You see him trying to circle around, and it looks like he's going for price. Uh, but you can try to follow and, and take a shot on him. Uh, go right ahead. Well, under 53 is a hit. All right, roll that damage. And you got your three armor piercing, right? Yeah, it's eight total damage. God damn. So you see him. He's moving, he's moving, he's moving. 
and he's got like price as price is kind of calling out to him and he goes to he's getting ready to fire and then you fire and you see him and he falls you watch as the vegetation kind of shifts and shakes uh, but then as you get over to where he was to try to finish him off he's not there anymore there's just bits of blood you didn't actually kill him um as he will get what looks like one extra turn and just remember Price tried to talk with him and Fuller missed. So if any of you die, I don't want to fucking hear it. Okay. I just don't want to freaking hear it. Okay. I'm sorry. I tried to be a good person, Jeff. <laughs> Trying to leave loose ends. Okay. Right. Us um, damage veterans know better. Don't leave loose ends. Who do I attack? Let's see. I see slinks about in the darkness. Oh goodness. Um, Okay, he's moving about. All of a sudden, Fuller, as you fire into the body that was like kind of a fake, you hear a snap of a twig behind you, and you whirl around, and you see the muzzle light go up as the gunshot goes off at you. As I rolled a two, and I will, I will show you by the way, so you know I'm not just you can't roll a two. Agent Fuller is my two. That's a hit too. Actually, that's a twenty-one. Uh, so that's going to be a hit. You roll damage. I'm gonna do this, okay? Uh, and you still you, and you, and I, I'm sorry. I keep asking. I should remember this, but you do have the Kevlar, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So you're going to take a total of four points of damage. How you doing, Steven? Sweating. How you doing? I'm 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 pausing so Steven can sweat. Okay. Oh, I'm looking because at your character sheet. I was, I, I'm getting spoiled. Really? <laughs> Where's she at? Where's she at? Did I get her? I was at getting... five. So you're you're at five or you're down to one? I am now down to one. Okay. You fall. Remember, when you get down to two. Remember. Oh, that's right. So Fuller, you hear a snap. You turn around. You go to raise the gun, but right in the chest, center mass, and you just go flying back falling down the vegetation you're out fuller's out of the fight it is weaver's turn you're in the fight weaver and you killed a dude what would your mom say go ahead i mean this is the second dude i think i've killed what so what jamie say she's already asking questions that's badass <laughs> she probably would probably like it. uh yeah play I'm with gonna, the blood mom i'm gonna shoot this dude <laughs> uh, okay all right I feel like the only reason you guys are in this because of these player boosts. So Oh, totally. I feel totally. like the audience is the only reason I haven't wiped the floor. <laughs> 19. Yes. That, you did. Oh my god. Okay, roll your damage. What do I roll? Uh, uh what did you what, what are you using? Uh are you using gun. one of are you using D10. one of the, the, the same gun as, as Fuller? It's a D10. D10, okay. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, the medium you pistol. Could roll high, you could kill him. Roll low. And he's still that is not enough oh fuck well actually that puts him at two technically and so as he and he's he's moving up slowly and you see him standing over fuller and he pulls and he's getting ready to pull the trigger and weaver you get up just at the last second fire and he goes falling off to the side um as you take him out so everyone takes a beat you look around look you look you look no more shadows moving. Nothing like that. You start moving around. You notice there are bodies on the ground. Price, one the one of you hit the start off, 
head obliterated. Absolutely dead. Uh, the one that Weaver hit in the throat, dead. The other two, you can see, are still, they still have a pulse. Uh, they are unconscious. They are out. They are bleeding out. And when you check on Fuller, you see she is down as well. Same 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 deal. Breathing. You can see that she's got a pulse, uh, but she also has taken a couple shots. The Kevlar has helped, uh, but you look around, no more, no more bogeys, no more enemies. If no one stops me, I'm going to take a knife and the two who are still down, I'm going to coup de gras and not fuller. She got violent fast. It's Ashley. Okay. Does anyone stop her? Lisa was told that she needs to get her shit together and do what needs to be done. So she's I doing would, it. I would stop her, not fantastic. because of what she's doing, but I would tell her that she's got to help Fuller with first aid. Uh, and I, I would take the knife and uh, finish the job for her. Okay. Okay. You have the best first aid, Ashley. Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going to try and stabilize Fuller. Okay. Give me a roll for that. Price, are you? You finishing them off? You cutting some throats? Yeah, I go to the the last one specifically and say, you weren't born yesterday. You didn't have to die today. And I'd slice. Okay. Uh, so, everybody who is in this fight, um, all of you make a sand test for violence here. Uh, go ahead and give that. That was pretty violent. <laughs> so go ahead and give me that. Fail. 527, I passed. Okay, you're good to go. Oh my God, look at you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, at you? Wow. Okay. Uh, Price, you failed. Correct. Uh, Fuller and Weaver as well. You're going to roll these. Succeeded. Okay, you're it as well. Weaver, Santas. Failed. Okay. Uh, Price and Weaver, both of you. Um, both if you roll a D4, that's your sanity loss. And you're welcome to push that off as well if you want to. Lost one. Uh, lost three. Oh, boy. Is your son going to get the brunt of that? Are you going to push that off onto your bonds? He'll get the brunt of it, but I'm not pushing it off. Okay. And you don't have any, uh, any issues so far, right? You don't have any uh, conditions, right? Uh, not that I, I don't have any disorders. I assume that's an incident of sand loss of violence without yes, going insane. Violence. That's correct. Okay. Uh, how so did that, how did that medical I test go there? Medicine test. Failed. I rolled a 78 over, uh, 53. Okay. So, I mean, the, the good news is, is that you're not worried right now. Like, so in terms of stabilization, um, with this, so it's it's not a crit fail, right? No, it's not. Okay, crit fail would have killed her. Uh, so it was real close. It was seventy eight. <laughs> okay. so was trying to stabilize her. Close. She's unconscious. She's bleeding. She needs medical attention. Uh, but otherwise, there's nothing more you can do for her right now. Back to the car. Uh, yeah, Lisa's going to start dragging all these bodies to their vehicle. Uh, and then we were prepared to drive for a long time. So one of the other things was maybe we had some gasoline in the back to refill without stopping. Uh, cause I want to light their van yeah, on fire. Or you can just, you can siphon it from their Oh, from their, their own vehicle. vehicle. That's yeah. smart. 
Okay. I've done it before. Make sure to yeah. break the windows. Fire needs oxygen to burn. Okay. Um, that's going to take a little time to drive the bodies yeah. all the way back, assuming people are helping. You're also all, a lot of you got shot uh, and you're damaged, you're bleeding. Um, anybody who, um, anyone who kind of participates, go ahead and just take a willpower, just drop a willpower as just the exhaustion yeah. of dragging these bodies like a half a mile back and loading that up. Uh, but we'll say that you're able to get every get all of them into the vehicle. And are you in the by that by that dilapidated church and barn and stuff? You're just gonna yeah, blaze just... their SUV on fire. Fair enough. By the time you're done, uh, you can see a very tiny bit of of the sun starting to pop up between the exchange, between the firefight, between them tracking you for a bit. All of this has taken a few hours, recuperation, etc. Uh, and you can see that the sun is starting to come up. It's probably about four thirty-five o'clock in the morning, early sunrise. What is your plan? Drive into major city, maybe find okay. a back alley doctor. Okay. Uh, closest is Charlotte, as we've talked about before. Uh, and you have to drive back east anyway, as you need a debrief um, Ronnie at a certain point. Uh, and so nobody is currently dying, uh, but yeah, Fuller, you're I out think- and unconscious still. Aren't there like green friendly doctors that we can attempt to find? You can certainly try. Um, I would say a couple things you could potentially roll here. Um, you could try and contact Delta Green uh, and see if you can get like a like do like a like request something like a bureaucracy role. You could do a criminology role to see if you can find something in the neighborhood of like a like a back alley doctor or like a veterinarian that kind of patches up wounds for criminals that kind of thing so you sort of flavor it how you want you tell me what you would like to do um i'll try a a bureaucracy role so try reaching out to to green and see what they say like if there's if they have a contact okay give that a roll just gonna rip it fuck i should have taken the dice fail 71 uh, so you're, you call in, you try to request one. Um, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna, but we're gonna fail forward with this. I'm not gonna say they don't have somebody within a major city that they can kind of push you towards, but I'm gonna say it's instead, it's just gonna be a delay. It's gonna take a while. Uh, you're directed, and I'll just gonna, I'm just gonna run with it. You're directed to some kind of, um, not a, like you're, you're directed to like a, like a horse stable outside the city. Um, and, you have to wait around until kind of end of business day as when you get there, it's like a proper business and Got it. you can see there's relatively rich folk who are probably getting their horses ready for like Kentucky Derby or something like that. And so to just have these four people show up bloody gunshots, etc. You're you're kind of told to wait and it's not until many hours later. And so the whole time you guys have been bleeding and you guys have been in pain. Um, but eventually this doc, comes and sees you um, and he's like he looks down at you looks at all of you Jesus fucking alright this way Car- you guys can carry her yeah yeah and so slowly you guys all make your way back not to the house not to this fancy looking stable but he takes you like to this shack in the back it's just you, it looks from a distance like it's a place where they're going to keep fertilizer and horse feed and all that kind of stuff. But when you open it up, you do realize there is this like separate room that he looks around and kind of opens up. 
and you can tell that it's a clean room. It's relatively sanitary, and he's got equipment set up. Like this is probably something that he does uh, pretty regularly. Uh, and he's like, she looks the worst thrower up there. And so he'll start doing some med tests, and we'll see how this goes. Uh, stabilizing Fuller. Uh, right. Oh, well, that's a good roll to start it off. That is a 10. Uh, so go ahead and take a Ooh. D4. Good nice. start. That's a four. Okay. <laughs> Steven's so jealous that I got a four <laughs> on my heel and he got a one. The so eye this... roll. I caught the eye roll. <laughs> and then what it'll do is we'll probably be spending like all night essentially going through and taking care of each of you, popping out the bullets, making sure that you're stitched up as best he can. So we'll treat this like a like a treatment, basically a treatment roll. Um, as he has his own little aid station here to uh to kind of work with. Uh, so we'll do this for everybody. Uh, so we'll start with Inferno. Uh, that is a 17. Uh, so Inferno, you can take D4 back. Uh, price. Thanks, uh, Doc. 20, 28. Uh, D4 back. This guy's awesome. Uh, and then Weaver. Uh, I am. Oh, I'm solid. Oh, you're good? Okay. Yeah. I didn't hit you? Uh, he stabs you no. with a scalpel. Okay. <laughs> Uh, all right. If that's the case, that's great. Cause I rolled a crit fail. So otherwise you would have had bad times. Uh, oh, gosh. Okay. uh, so fuller, you're back in the consciousness. You can see everyone's there. You're in some place or some halogen light overhead, relatively, relatively sterile location. You can see everyone's around kind of started to clean up a bit here and there. Uh, and he warns you, he's like, you guys need to be out of here in an hour. Understood. Sun, if you're still here when the sun's up, I'm calling the cops. We'll be gone. We'll be gone. And he's, he leaves. And so then I guess the question comes to you guys. What do you do? Go debrief. Okay. Well, we should clean up first. So, sure. Uh, yeah, get a shitty, shitty motel, or something, just so we can shower. Okay. Someone go to JC Penny, get me a new jacket. <laughs> just get a trunk full of them around the ready. That's it's definitely going to be Goodwill. Like we're going to go into Goodwill and we're going to find you a white jacket for sure. Okay. So we'll say you guys leave um before dawn you get back out you guys are getting fairly tired um i would say uh weaver inferno and price give me a con roll and if you fail let me know otherwise looks like inferno's good looks like lisa you're good how'd you do pass two under 45 Okay, you guys are at this point. I'm gonna say you're going through like a, a sleeplessness, but you're kind of hey, you're keeping it together at this point. And eventually, you start heading east. Um, somewhere midday, one of you makes contact with the number for Ronnie. You set up a a rendezvous um, afternoon. Gives you the address, same place you met. Uh, you're along the coast. You're kind of heading back, kind of Wilmington era uh, area. Uh, 
he it's all very quick he doesn't want details nothing's in print it's just all about locations locations and so um, likely it's something along like complete done objective debrief like it's all like one word responses here and there and then eventually he sends you a specific uh, a specific time when you guys get there uh, it is again this water well, not quite waterside but near enough to waterside cafe there's like a near coastal area, like a block or two away. You can see people coming and going. People are kind of getting out of their out of their cars, walking down. Some of them have drinks. Some of them have food. As the sun, you know, it, it's coming down. It's on the east coast. It's not the greatest thing, but people are still kind of going out. They're watching some boats come in and all, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but you guys are inside a cafe. You look a like a ragged crew. Um, different clothes. Different. Uh, do any of you have a distinct look? Like, is there anything in particular or is it just sort of standard generic, like jeans, t-shirts, that kind of stuff? Or do you actually, are you saying I don't have a distinct look? <laughs> Does anybody but Steven have a distinct look? <laughs> no, uh, no, it definitely would have been okay. like whatever we could grab. That curls in my hair a bit flatter than usual. Okay. So you guys are in this like Gales, bagels and subs place. You hear the, yacht and folk rock playing in the background one track after the other's like fleetwood mac and like toto and donovan like one after the other after the other it's playing decent crowd of people even at this time as people are getting sandwiches and stuff it's not a dinner time crowd so you can tell that they're closing fairly soon and when you arrive you sit down maybe get drinks find a little corner place to sit a booth by the window get your sight lines uh, Ronnie's not there, um, and you every now and then hear like the ring of a bell, the ring of this, ring of that. Um, what is your alertness, Lisa? Lisa. Lisa. Sorry, trash, 27. Okay, that's not bad. It's not good enough, uh, but the rest of you are good. The three of you... Uh, so Fuller, because Fuller, you're over 40 and the, the you two are astronomically high. Uh, the three of you, as you're waiting around, looking at your watches, 10 minutes go by, 20, 30. It's not like him. And then finally, the three of you see him across the street. Uh, he's on the sidewalk. You can see that he's speaking, the three of you, with a elderly woman. She's wearing this like shapeless gray dress. Uh, and you can see there's other pedestrians kind of like breaking around them like they're stones in the middle of a river. And whatever conversation seems at first like it's fairly normal. Uh, but as the three of you are watching, you can see Ronnie's face. They're kind of at a slight angle, but you can see most of his face. Hers is slightly obscured. You can only kind of catch a, 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 a tiny sliver of it. You watch as her as uh, as Ronnie's demeanor changes. You can see sort of jolts a little bit in surprise and his face slowly gets more emotive. Uh, it's like anxious, angry, almost panicked. You guys have never really seen him. Even when you were in Hypoluxo, those of you with him, even Weaver, like he kind of kept a, a straight face. Luca and Vin, your alertness is high enough that you actually catch a reflection in the storefront you see the woman's face. You see this large, crooked smile. You can see it's sort of twisted and contorted by the reflection uh, in this closed-down shop. 
and you can see that they're like arguing a bit. Ronnie is is hands gesticulating wildly. You can see he's getting kind of increasingly erratic. He tries to to take a step past her, like he's kind of stepping around her, but she cuts him off. And the two of you notice again that kind of sort of crooked smile. Weaver, at this point, as you see their eyes looking out, your eyes go out and catch it, and there's Ronnie right out there. And they're arguing. He's shouting something. You can't hear. Like, you guys are inside. The Yacht Rock's playing. But you can see he's shouting. He's, like, screaming at the top of his lungs, face kind of red. And then as he turns, shouts something, and starts to, like, step back off the curb and come towards the cafe, he slides between these two parked cars directly into path, the path of this oncoming van, which tries to break, but the momentum just carries right into him. And you guys watch as Ronnie lifts up off the ground and just snaps midair, kind of ragdolling left and right, slams on one car, back to the other, back to the van, back on this black sedan right on the side of the road near where the woman was. His body crumples and just kind of slides down the car and drops to the pavement motionless. And you guys can start running out there. Yeah. Yeah. All of you start running out. Your eyes kind of start darting around here and there. You can see that there's a group of people that have started the farm. You can see a woman has gotten out of this van uh, and she's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. She's kind of like her hands over her head. She's freaking. A couple of people are are getting around the, the body itself, kind of pushing around these other others. Um, as you're darting around, Vin, Luca, Sandy, uh, you see you look to the sidewalk where the woman was and you can see that she's sort of moved a little bit further down the sidewalk at this point. And she's staring directly at the three of you. And she's got, and now it's the first time you've seen the kind of the full unreflected face and her smile is overly wide. You can see it begins to sort of kind of twist, get kind of crooked. She's paying no heed whatsoever to Ronnie's body. And all, all these pedestrians are just kind of passing by her. Some of them are running towards the site of the accident. Some of them are like backing away. They're on their phones. You watch as like this car almost hits you guys and screeches. And then when you look back up, you can see that she has started moving away and calmly walking to the end of the block. What is everybody doing? Uh, Lima, uh, Lisa's slipping into like her FEMA role and she's starting to take control of like the civilians and telling people to step back. She's she's instructed someone to call 911 and report this. She's trying to calm down the driver. She tells her to go back into her car. Okay. Um, and she confirms if Ronnie, obviously he snapped in half, but it does he have Not any signs of life? Half, just correct. Yeah. Uh, so so you tell me what you want to do. Do you want to try to calm the pedestrians? Like there's a lot of things going on. Oh, do you want to try to calm she, people down? She wants to uh I can check the body if yeah, you want to. Yeah, she'll call for fuller people. to check and then she'll try and yeah. calm people down. Fuller, you run down to the body, you're like, I'm a doctor, I'm a doctor, you know, back everywhere, back away, and people kind of like oh, go, go, go. like I, I don't know he's not he's not uh, uh, I think he's uh, he's he's I think he's breathing I think he's breathing uh, and Weaver you're trying to like help control the crowd and push other people back uh, Weaver give me a role to do that whatever you want whatever strategy you think you're using could be persuasion could be charisma could be you know whatever it is that you you think makes um, sense would 
would bureaucracy even apply to this? Like not trying in this to, case. That's like cutting no? through red tape. You're it's not really got a it. Okay. In this case. You've got you've got seventy percent charisma. You can just roll straight charisma. Yeah, I'll yeah, just do charisma. charisma. And then Fuller, give me a medicine test. And then guys, what are you doing? What's Inferno oh, and Jesus Christ. Doing? If I can keep sight of the old lady, last person Ronnie was talking to, and track. Okay. Her. So you start following her, no problem. Uh, Price, what about you? My first thought would be running to Ronnie and seeing if he's conscious at all, if there's any sort okay. of, like, and if not, then I would follow the old lady as well. But if he's conscious, I'd want to okay. stay there. So Fuller, Price, both of you get up to the body uh, of, of Ronnie, and you can see his eyes are kind of looking in different directions. One of them is one side of his face is covered in blood. You can see that blood is running freely from his mouth. One arm and both of his legs appear to be broken. You don't need a medical degree to notice that. Even you, you know, Price, you can see that very clearly. One of the legs has a compound fracture. Like Fuller, you can see the bone is sticking out. Like you're pretty confident as well with your critical success that broken ribs, punctured lung, when he's he's trying to talk and breathe, you just hear <gasps> almost like he's he's unable to grasp for air and he's kind of coughing and he's is reaching out you can see his hands kind of mangled uh as if he's just reaching upward at anyone in particular you're i reach to take it you grab his hand (laughs) blood coming out he looks at you and like there's this moment just this quick sudden moment of clarity like and he just says this kind of sisters sisters no reaches like his other hand up smothers like blood in your face she's dangerous and you see his head just flop on Ronnie, you tough bastard! Stay with me. What? 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 What about her? And you hear as he's raggedly breathing, liquid all over. Agent Fuller, you're trying to clear her airway. You're trying to do whatever you can. Yeah. And then suddenly he doesn't doesn't breathe any longer. I look up, try to see Luca, see if he's okay. got a line on the lady. Luca, you follow the old woman down the street. You see her turn around the corner of a block, and you're running. And you turn around the corner. As you look up, you, you notice that, you, again, you have high enough alertness, no role necessary. She looks a block away, like she's somehow outpaced you like you moved with relative alacrity but you can see that she's all the way down there and not only that but her head turns not all the way around but it turns and you can see across the street there's this big glassy reflective storefront and you can tell like the face once more she's grinning and smiling it's like she's looking directly at you go ahead and roll a athletics test inferno i have a 38 that is a 98 veil holy okay i mean you 
were you haven't slept for a couple days you got shot you're in the woods but you're running and you're like limping and you're having trouble catching up she manages to round another corner but you keep right on pace with her and as you turn the corner you again see that she is somehow you've moved faster she's an old woman and she's moving as casually can be you don't you never saw her at any point like run or move with any anything other than this lackadaisical elderly woman waddle and you see that she is like a hundred yards down the street then the sidewalk i need you to roll a pow roll p-o-w that is my worst stat in a nine okay I'll pass 19. Still pass. You feel this dizziness overtake you. You get very, very lightheaded. You see, like, she starts walking up the steps of an apartment building. She kind of turns once more. Her head tilts in your direction, almost to the point where her crooked smile almost becomes fully vertical. And then she continues up those steps and into that apartment. You take a few steps, your head swirls, but you steady yourself and you kind of continue on. We'll come back as you go to the steps of that apartment. We come back to the site of Ronnie's uh, Ronnie's demise. I need all three of you to go ahead and roll a sand. Uh, Inferno, you're good. You don't got to worry about it. Anybody who witnessed his death, anybody who was basically there, that's a fail. fail. Uh, okay. Uh, so that's a D3 of sand loss for you guys as you watch this happen. Agent Weaver, you're struggling as the woman that you've been trying to get to go back on a car. She is freaking out. Oh, did he die? Oh, my God. Did he die? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I didn't see him. I didn't see him. I didn't. I, I didn't see him. You have to be. He just stepped he just stepped out of nowhere. I just, I, please tell me he's not dead. Please tell me he's not dead. Please tell me he's not dead. And she is panicking and grabbing yeah. onto you, Weaver. There's other people who are stepping in. You fucking killed him. What the fuck is wrong with you? You killed him. And you can tell that there's like this segment of people that are just berating her and she is tears coming down her eyes. And you're starting to kind of lose control of the scene a little bit. It's getting a little bit intense, Weaver. What do you want to do? Um... She, I'm going to try and get this lady back into her. Oh, oh, no, that might just continue to escalate things further. Um, I, Ashley doesn't know what to do. Um, <laughs> try to get her into the cafe because we were like in a cafe. Just try to get just get everybody away from her okay. and just try to like body block them and just move okay. her like indoors. Yeah. And Could be an I'll option. ask her for her keys kind of thing. Tell people I have her keys. You've already called 911. All right. We're I just waiting for professionals. Persuade 53 is probably enough to, to kind of start pulling her away. And she's just like, yeah, here, keys, keys, keys. I and just, she drops them on the ground. Thank you. I just need you to breathe. And she's just, <sighs> I didn't mean to kill him. I didn't mean to kill him. I didn't mean to kill him. You can save him, right? You can save him, right? As you continue to push her away into the door that goes into the bagel shop, the cafe, and you're able to get her inside. Um, again, the music is blaring that kind of almost 
it has this kind of clashing sound to it. This sort of soothing rock suddenly overwhelms you, but it doesn't seem to help. And you hear the voices of people shouting like that. She fucking killed him. Put her, put her in fucking jail. Murderer. And some people are, are app, like are just losing age. Other people are like, shut the fuck up. And you can see left and right. Like people are, are, are kind of like panicking at this point. Price, you are looking for Inferno. You see him round the corner and he's chasing after the woman. Um, Ronnie's hand is limp in yours. His eyes, like one of them is tipping off to the right, covered in blood. The other one's tipping off to the left. Bones broken, left and right. You can see the titular floral shirt, the tropical shirt, is coated in blood. And it is no longer moving up and down. What does Price and Fuller do? Fuller is going to kind of try to get Price's attention. And because... I'm not particularly good at stealth, but he's better at stealth. And like while everybody that are, that's around kind of has their attention at the driver, um, she's going to kind of poke him and just see if there's anything that um, that he had. So like, did he, had a, did he have a briefcase with him? Did he have something in like a jacket, coat or something that we can like, while people are distracted, try to grab. Trying that. to stealthily go through Ronnie's pockets. Absolutely. Uh, I think we can do... Yeah, let's do a test for that. And I'll try to help in the way that I'm kind of like still trying to do, you know, CPR or whatever. So I'm kind of trying to kind of shield him a little bit to try to help out. Since you're trying to do this without alerting anyone, stealth is probably the best option here. Um, So, yeah, just give that a rip. Uh, I would say you could take a plus 10 between... Price, price help one of you helping the other and then sort of the distraction that's happening it's there's a lot uh, of people here so there's i failed even with the plus 10 i rolled an 85 over 70 you reach oh, in you didn't take any extras all he has nope. as you pull out keys and a wallet you don't notice he doesn't have a briefcase on him or at least it's not in his hand. It's not on the ground nearby. You don't recall Price or Fuller seeing him holding one outside. Normally, he does bring a folio when he's giving you a debrief, but it's just the other way around. You guys are giving him the debrief. So he doesn't have anything on him. Uh, he's not carrying either. You don't see a weapon on him. All he has is a wallet and keys, just like any normal person. Uh, but as you uh, grab them, Price, someone's like, what the fuck? You you're fucking looting a dead guy. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? I mean, just some random. Not looting him. I'm trying to find a point of contact. Yeah, fuck right. You are sure you are sure you are. You fuck. Look. Oh my god. Uh, And you start. I get up in this guy's face. Hey, this is my fucking friend. So you shut your fucking mouth. Uh, Okay. Uh, I don't think there's an intimidation, but give me. um, Yeah, give me give me a roll to see if you can make him back off. Uh, I like uh, you can get persuasion if you want, or if you just wanted to do like charisma? strength or something, just for or, or charisma, like something like that. Whatever you think is, you're kind of like intimidating him at this point. There's no intimidation in the game, so but it's your call. Uh, I'll go for charisma. Okay, give it a. Uh, even if it was strength, that would have been a pass. Forty-two. Okay. Oh. All right. Fuck. Fuck, man. All right. Sorry, I didn't know he was your friend. Sorry. And at that point, I drop it and just turn right back to Ronnie and go back to kneeling beside him. 
price you open you got you his wallet you got his keys um car keys house keys or something like that um one of the things you notice when you flip open the wallet he doesn't have any of his ids like any of his like fake ids you don't see anything you don't see any of his fbi idea you got nothing like that it's just a this is just a normal man's wallet and you notice that there's there's his id driver's license or blood on it and you can see his face you can see he's got a stupid freaking tropical shirt on he's got his sunglasses off they probably forced him to do that and you notice that the name is frank Ryder, which is not a name that you're familiar with you don't know that as one of his aliases you probably know a couple uh, but that's not any alias that you know of him and the address is local you can see Wilmington, North Carolina, etc. Um, doesn't ring a bell, but it's local and it kind of stands out and you have keys. Let's cut back to Agent Inferno. Um, we're at the base of the these these steps going up into this apartment building. Uh, it's about four stories high. And it's got out front, like over top of the entrance, you can see there's like a mosaic, like this sort of like faded mosaic over top of the entranceway. It's got what looks like kind of a group of sort of women, you think, uh, all with like these robes or or like kind of togas, almost Roman-like. And you can see the name of the apartment complex is like etched into the concrete in this like little archway. And it's perfect that you're here uh, as it's Luca. And it seems to be written in like Latin or Italian or something like that. And it says, Villaggio della Sorella, which Luca being an Italian, uh, I would assume you would have a little bit of uh, a little bit of the language. If you're anything like my family, you know, a little bit of the language. (laughs) You would know that is either the sister's village or the village of the sisters, one of the two. I saw what apartment you ran into. I can make my way up to the door, knock on you it. You saw the apartment building. So you're welcome to go try to go inside if you like. Yeah, I'll enter. Yeah. Uh, you go inside and the doors sort of still slowly closing. As you catch up to it, you push in. And you see there's a wide hallway. You can see there's stairs at the far end. And you can almost kind of see around it just barely. There like some, it looks to like be an elevator. Um to your left, immediately upon entrance, you can see that there's a, a little nook, little lobby nook for all these like numbered mailboxes. And you see a woman in the middle of that little nook looks to be getting mail out of her binge. She's in her 60s or so, fairly plain looking, um, not wearing a gray dress. Uh, but sh- but as you burst into the, the apartment, she ah, what? And looks over in your direction and she kind of grasps her mail a little bit close to her chest at that point when she looks up at you. She doesn't say anything. She's just sort of watching you warily. Ah, so sorry. Have you seen a little abuela in the gray dress? What? Uh, An old grandma. Uh, no, no, uh, no, no. Grandmother in a gray dress. No, I, I, I haven't. Maybe you have the wrong place. No, no, I saw her run in here, for sure. Does your grandmother lives here? Uh, not not my grandma, but 
a lady. Uh, okay. She's a big smile. Uh, okay. Um, well, maybe you should call her. Do you have her number? You can call her and she can come down and let you up. Uh, no, forget it. So sorry about you. And I'll just continue on. Okay. Uh, where do you want to go? I've, I already lost sight of her, right? You don't see her currently. It's the only woman you see is right here. I'll make my way upstairs, look down the hallways, okay. see if I can catch a glimpse. You start running up the stairs to the second floor. Uh, you look around. You can tell that the it's not a huge apartment building. It looks like there's maybe three or four apartments per, per level, so it's fairly modest. Uh, you look back down the stairs and you can see that woman is looking up at you, still kind of clutching her stuff. And she's very kind of nosily watching you here and there. And you look around on the second floor to two apartments towards the front side of the building, two apartments towards the back side of the building, and no one's up here and see anyone again. I can't find her. I'll make my way back down. Okay. If I If we say you go up to the third floor... You look around again. You don't see any old woman. You go up to the fourth floor. Again, you don't see any old woman. And you start to come down the stairs again. And when you get into the first floor of the lobby area, you hear the woman's voice. There he is. That's the man. That's the man. And you see um, standing next to this woman who is getting her mail is a fairly large looking kind of thick, stout looking man dressed in kind of like a coverall, you probably superintendent or something like that in the super of the building. Uh, and he's like, can I help you, buddy? Uh, oh, yes, sir. I, I was looking for an old lady. You're looking for an old lady, aren't we all? Uh, do you have a name for the old lady? Do we? I only saw her briefly. I was in the cafe and she spoke to my friend before walking away. All right. Uh, and why are you coming and looking for to talk to your friend? He, your he friend got in an accident. And she got she's into the an last accident? person. No, my friend. He got hit by a car and she was the last person he spoke to. Uh, okay. Um, all right. I'm sorry about your friend. Uh, if you could, you could help me. She, little lady, gray dress. Uh, can you give us more great dress? Uh, I'll describe her as I saw her. Um, okay. So they both kind of look at each other and they're like, um, it doesn't sound like anyone who lives here, pal. Um, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Morangello is in apartment 10, but she doesn't look like the way you're describing and she she's probably with Naomi right now anyway so I uh, thank you uh, I, is it okay if I just visit for a moment um, I only saw from a distance so I <laughs> alright uh, I'm gonna come with you though oh yes that's okay alright so he takes you over to, um, 
He takes you over to Mrs. Morangello's apartment, uh, which is um, on the... Sorry, I'm going through my list of people. Uh, on the third floor, apartment 10. Uh, he knocks on the door for you. He's like, why don't you let me do this talking, buddy? I'm, she knows me. It's like, um, uh, Mrs. Morangello, it's... Uh, it's Todd. Uh, it's Mr. Beach. Um, can you come out here for a second? Uh, just really quick. I uh, just, just, I'm sure it's nothing. And there's like a way she's a little uh, suspicious of people for good reason. And then you hear like slots, unlocks, etc. And then the door slowly opens up and you see a Small, little, wizened, plump woman with a fairly big belly and a kind of halo of like this frizzy hair uh, and looks absolutely nothing like the relatively slender or modest build, longer kind of gray hair. And you can see that this woman has a relatively uh, chubby face, um, looks nothing like it. And she's like, yeah, what do you want, Todd? I'm busy. I'm watching my shows. Take a oh. good look at her. Ah, so sorry, ma'am. Yeah, Todd, was it? This isn't her. Uh, why is it me talking? You're knocking my door and say I'm not her? That doesn't even make any sense. Um, we're sorry. Um, he's He's just looking for somebody and... Thought it might be you. I'm sorry, Mrs. Morangella. Go back. Enjoy your shows. Go back. It's fine. Everything will be okay. He kind of looks towards you. He's like, as the door closes, is sufficient? Yeah, if, as you say, if she's the only lady that lives here, that is not her. She's the oldest. And then Connie, who you've already met, but I wouldn't call her old necessarily, especially not to her face. I am so sorry. I, I will leave. Okay. I'm going to... Let me walk you out. Yes, please. Is that all right? Okay. Sorry about your friend. And he walks you out. Cut back to the scene. Weaver, you're inside the bagel shop. You, um, you're calming this woman down. You can see one of the people uh, comes over. And one of the people who's working there kind of brings over, like, drinks stuff like that just, just take it it's fine it's fine it's fine and she's just breathing inside oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god and she's hyperventilating anything you're doing um i'm just i'm gonna also personally call 911 um okay. and and report the accident you see already there are responding vehicles showing up so somebody has already done it. There's cop cars and they're already getting out. Those of you, Price and Fuller, out. out. You can see two cops have shown up asking folks to sort of move about a bit, step back, step back, step back. You see an EMT Fuller shows up. Some folks get out. they got their bags. They're running up. And I'd imagine you give like a debrief, a medical debrief. You kind of let them know what happened here and there. And so they're kind of going through the usual process. And so you can see all that, Weaver, as you're looking through the glass. And she's just kind of hyperventilating and she's drinking she's, and she's kind of looking, oh, God, he is dead, he is dead, he is dead. And you can see like the EMTs with the glass are just kind of shaking their heads. 
I'm going to try and calm her down. Um, sure. uh, just doing the thing where I lead her through just some okay. take a deep breath, all that. I don't, I don't know what you, I would roll. We've got to roll. Got to roll. If you're just doing that, that's fine. Yeah. And, and then she's just once a cop as calm as she up, can yeah. be. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll kind of wave one of them over to take her statement and take over okay. watching her. Okay. Uh, then outside in the straight, Fuller, Price, uh, cops, EMTs show up. Uh, you can see Weaver has already cleared out the uh, the driver of the vehicle. The vehicle's still on the road. The big This big van, like veterinary services, you can see on the side of the van, there's like horses and birds and some kind of fancy looking, hippie looking uh, you know, farmstead type of thing. Uh, what are you guys up to? I would say that we would want to kind of try to fade back into things. Like we tried to see if there was anything that we could gather. Um, and I, I don't think that we really want to stay around too much once they kind of take over. Um, I've started so fuller. to like question people. So you can, you can see that they are questioning like witnesses to them, like the cops, like they're asking people this, the AMTs mm-hmm. are asking you questions. Like, what did you do? What happened? What'd you see? And you're doing sort of medical jargon exchange, right? Uh, but at a certain yeah. point, like, they will want to question you because especially since you were the med on scene, so the cops will eventually come to you. So if that's the case, if you're trying to get away, they'll be like, one second, the, the cops, like, hey, officer, um, this woman was the first on scene, um, medical. Uh, you're, are you a doctor? Yeah, I, I didn't see I didn't see the accident. I just there was a commotion and people said they were looking for doctors. So I came over to, you know, just try to do and like you said, medical jargon kinds of things. Okay. But she'll definitely play down that like in terms of their investigation, she doesn't have anything to add. She didn't witness the accident. Okay. And he's just kind of ready to asking really standard boilerplate questions. Yeah. yeah. Uh trying to get a they're just trying to get a feel for what happened. Like what exactly happened? They're not being really suspicious or not being angry they're mm-hmm. just trying to collect info what about yeah, you? and she's just going to be super apologetic i wish i could help i wish i had seen it and okay. just kind of playing that up. you did everything you could you you gave him gave him care you were there for him you know these things happen unfortunately you'd be amazed at how frequently this happens and sorry we just answer the questions and we'll get to the bottom as we'll figure out if there's anything any wrongdoing sure sure sorry. yeah 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 okay, okay. Uh, and what about you price is there anything you're doing no, um, I I think uh, I would just try to like fade into the crowd a little bit, uh, especially that guy who called me out for taking the stuff. Uh, I'd want to like stay near and not act like I'm running away, but then actually not uh, volunteer to give up the keys or the wallet to anyone or anything like that. Okay, uh, give me give me a stealth to try to fade away. Um, I'll give you a plus twenty on this. Uh, because there are a lot of people and now there's only two cops so far. So this is for you to try to like get away without anyone noticing that you got away. I rolled another 42 second in a row. Uh, that's a success. You managed to sort of fade off into the background. Do you want to linger and listen or are you trying to just get out of sight completely? When I know Ronnie's gone, uh, I, I would get out of sight. Okay, do you f- try to follow after where Inferno went, or do you go in with Weaver? Yeah, or? I would go that general direction okay. towards Inferno. Right. 
maybe give him start. a call after I get a okay. good distance away, try to see where he is. Okay. Uh, we'll say the door opens on the apartment complex as the, the superintendent pushes you out. And he's like, oh, well, hope your friend's okay. Have a good day. Uh, and the yeah, phone starts to ring. Thank you. The door closes. Uh, but your phone rings uh, or you see a message from Price. Um, uh, yes, this is Inferno. It's Price. Where are you at? Down the street. The bay. I'm by the apartments. Could not find over, it. Luca, and you can see that there's the address um, like right there outside. 401 21st Street. I'll send you the address. I start heading that way. When he sends you the address, you recognize it. It is the same address that is on the identification that you found inside Ronnie's wallet. Uh, I want to go to the, the the identification. Did it list a unit number, an apartment number? Uh, yes, it did, actually. Uh, so it says 401 21st Street, apartment number 11. Uh, I would uh, message back Inferno, meet me at apartment 11. I'll see him there. Okay, do you go immediately back inside or do yeah, you when, wait? When my conversation finishes, I'll wait for Price to show up before I go back. Okay, all right. Fuller, Weaver, uh, you're back at this site. Um, I'll say that you're questioned. Uh, they ask you, like, what happened? What did you see? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, the, the basic gist, I would say, that they, they ask or that you're getting is that he just sort of stepped out. Did you guys see any... Was there any altercation? Was Did he stumble out? Did he throw himself out there? Unfortunately, that's a thing that sometimes happened with, you know, with folks. Uh, like, things like that. Like, is there anything else that you saw other than this uh, pedestrian crossing the street at the wrong place and at the wrong time? Do either of you see anything else? Um, Lisa had the lowest, like, thing, so I don't know if she noticed that so she would just say how like just list no i heard the collision i came out okay yeah and, and probably because you know I, I think our goal really is just to to make things just seem like accidents mm -hmm. if it involves any of us so um maybe kind of mirroring what the woman was saying is like i mean the the driver has just been hysterical that like just sort of seemed to just stumble out in front of the vehicle and mm -hmm. I didn't see it happen but like it it just she just seems so distraught that like one minute he wasn't there and just goodness it's just so sad whatever accident happened um okay uh roll an int test fuller uh just a uh, in, in times five all right uh 34 under 85 so you're you we see a montage of you just kind of talking with them, going over what happened, walking them through once, then twice. Weaver, same thing. The two of you get questioned a few times. They ask you some follow-up questions, this and that. One thing you notice, Fuller, is at no point in their questions, they ask about the old woman. Mm -hmm. At no point was there walking, as they're walking through what they think happened, does the old woman that you saw on the street ever pop up? At no point does it sound like any other witness mentions anything 
about an old woman arguing with Ronnie before he stumbled out into the street. And Fuller would not bring it up. Like if that doesn't come up, that will not get added to the story. We will cut back then to the apartment building, Inferno Price. You guys go inside. Uh, Inferno, give me a luck test. It's 50-50. Okay. 38. Okay. Uh, You go inside and you do not see Todd Breach or Todd Beach. You do not see the woman who he identified as Connie Duke, who was at the mail. Uh, you do notice that there are um, there are two people coming down from the second floor. Uh, you can see this tall, kind of hulking-looking man, reeks of smoke um, and kind of grease or oil. He kind of looks like a maybe a mechanic because he's kind of got that feel to him. And you can see another, like uh, the woman, like probably girlfriend, wife with him. Um, and the two of them are coming down. They look like they're getting ready to go out for dinner or something. And they're kind of passing by. And they look at you and they look at Price briefly because they don't recognize you. And it's a very small building. There's only four floors and four apartments per floor. So there's not a ton of people. You would assume everyone kind of knows everyone. And they start walking down and they sort of slow around you a bit. And you can tell the tall guy's really looking at you. Uh, but he doesn't say anything. So he's just kind of giving you guys an eye as he's trying to push past you towards the door. What do you do? I let him go all the way past before I turn around and I start going through Ronnie's keys and trying to figure out which one goes to the door. Okay. All right. And at that point, they leave, but they look back at you, kind of eye you sideways, sideways, and the door closes. Um, if you go up to, you have to go up to the third floor. And when you do, you find apartment, uh, what did I say, 11? Yeah, you mm-hmm. find apartment yeah. 11. Uh, there's only a, a couple keys, one of which very clearly is a car key. Uh, you notice that there are a couple others here and there, and so you kind of try two or three of them, and then finally the door opens up. When you open up, you get the smell of tobacco in like, you know, English leather aftershave it smells a lot like ronnie in here you can see that there is a maze of books magazines it, it, it looks like a hoarder like a hoarder's apartment um but not in a not in a messy sense it's, it's not like there's stuff on the floor it's there's just a lot of shelves a lot of books a lot of you know things like that um and when you look you notice that they are literally hundreds of books all over this apartment itself. There's a battered desk next to a window that's got this old manual typewriter. Uh, Looks fairly dusty. It's out of use. You can see uh, that there on one of the shelves, there appears to be some like photo albums stacked up. And on another one, you can see what looks like a series of framed photos next to well, I mean, honestly, they kind of look like awards, like they kind of like little plaques and kind of glass like uh, displays. And when you when you guys are looking around Price and Inferno, you notice they're all for Frank Ryder. And you see them. Oh, Henry Price, Edgar Allan Poe, Gold Dagger, two, uh, excuse me, uh, Two Silver Daggers, 
you can see that all of them seem to be prizes for writing, like some very prestigious. Some of the photos that are framed on the walls, it looks like a very young Ronnie. Like you can, you could tell the familiar look on him, but he's standing next to what I would say you guys might be familiar with a few of them. Uh, you certainly recognize Stephen King. You might recognize Philip K. Dick. You might recognize Rod Serling. And some of them are black and white. Some of them are color and they're shaking hands. And you can see that they're giving awards and such. And you notice on some of the other shelves, there's just rows of the same book over and over. And you pick up one of them and it says on the side, Magnificent 12 in Retrograde by Frank Ryder. When you look up, you realize this whole bookshelf is just row after row of books, science fiction, detective fiction, other things like that, all written by Frank Ryder. And Frank Ryder is the exact same man as Ronnie Lightside. And we'll go ahead and end there. We'll pick up in a couple weeks. But is he a New York Times bestselling author? Damn. <laughs> He's got way better rewards than that. I don't know. New York Times bestselling Hugo. seems pretty prestigious to me. Ronnie. Oh, that's good. Ronnie, you you Ronnie. laid the foundation, too. You said I'd never seen Ronnie without a book. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. It's almost God, like you get us so attached to him. And you're that's like... Why it, that's why we had to wait to start this. Because I didn't like the way... Steven, you know, like when you read like pre-made campaigns and they have like the hook and you're like, that doesn't make sense. Why would they care? Why would they do that? I'm like, I yeah, gotta make them yeah. care first. So I gotta make them care first. It took 14 sessions. But you got us to care. Sessions. I didn't think Brooklyn would take as long as it did. <laughs> I am still sort of shocked that it took nine episodes. I feel like if that would have been four, we would probably have been right on the money. So, but hey, we're there. That's fine. Oh my gosh. I thought Stephen had jinxed when he said at the beginning that I finally had a character that survived and yeah. then we get into a gunfight. That was crazy. I, I was really worried for you guys. I was really worried for you guys. I, but honestly, I, I'm like, you guys probably would have died if not for audience helping you out. I'm oh, totally. Sure. Like you, oh, you totally. A, lot. Like yeah, a few definitely. of you would have had critical fails instead of critical successes yeah. on shots. Yep. And that yep. would have been massively different, right? Like your gun would have yes. jammed. You would have just been screwed at that point. <laughs> <Yes>. So <laughs> Thank you, really audience. Bad. All I got to say for Ronnie, light side is he's now Ronnie blindsided. How oh, dare no. you? I mean, it's pretty good. He's but. been sitting on that one. <laughs> I know he has. He's like, can't wait. He's got to find a way to put it in. All right. <laughs> uh, nice. All right. Um, let's do some closing plugs. We'll get on out of here. Uh, so next, our next game is tomorrow. Uh, as we get, uh, we got Call of Cthulhu, Eternal Wise. Uh, we're probably going on a gambling ship. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Monday, we are going to be doing a special one shot. Our buddy Chuck uh, He's going to be doing some Teenage Odysseys game that's up on Kickstarter right now. Uh, he's going to be running running that for us on Monday. Uh, Tuesday, uh, we are doing another one of our buddies, Pete from Garblight Games. He's got Heroic Deeds up on Kickstarter. Uh, and so uh, Aaron has been running that game for us for a couple of weeks. We're going to finish it up on Tuesday and kind of see what it's about. So if you're curious about maybe backing some Kickstarter games from some friends of ours, 
uh, check it out Monday, Tuesday, uh, and see if those games uh, games are to your liking. Uh, then uh, Thursday, we are, what are we doing? Finale of Werewolf, uh, for sure, uh, as we were very close to the end this past Thursday, but this time around, it's over. <laughs> One way or the other, Friday, we'll be doing some Wrath and Glory, and Saturday, uh, back to what we usually do. Uh, and then, uh, what am I forgetting, Stephen? There's one more thing I'm pl- we're supposed to plug. What is it? Yeah, I am working on uh, my own game. Speaking of all these new games coming out, uh, it is called Huckleberry. It's a Weird West game. Uh, and it's an open play testing. So if you feel like playing it with me uh, or some of these other lovely people, uh, show up on the Lollygaggers Discord. Uh, and in the rules section, there's a little cowboy hat you can click on, and that'll put you in the playtest channels. And we can uh, have some highfalutin, rootin', tootin', lootin', and shooting together. Fantastic. If you're watching this later on YouTube, check the show notes. You'll get the link down there, et cetera. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, you should come uh, you should come hang out with us and come give that game a try. Uh, and, uh, and, and inject some class into it. Is, is where we're really what I've been fighting for lately. Uh, okay, I think that's it. I think we're good to go. Let's go ahead and raid our buddies over at Defenders uh, and see what they're up to. I think uh, Joe's running some Anvia. Uh, speaking of people making their own games, you know, all you guys with your ambition, <laughs> making your games. The creativity. Some of us just run them. I guess that's what it we're is. Not, uh, we're not chained to the Twitch computer like you are. You know, once you file through those chains, you can get on your own. Uh, Jeff, you're not allowed. I will add more. So sorry. Why so <laughs> what is going on? Why is he mean? What is that? what is happening right now? I have no Good night, idea. Everybody. Thanks to the Voctaire for the raid. <laughs> we'll see you later. Bye bye. <laughs>